Across the UK, online and on DAB. Take a far out trip into the twilight zone of late night radio with Ian Unmissable late night radio with the original king of unconventional conversation. Make contact with Ian Lee. The Late Night Alternative with Ian Lee on Talk Radio. 03444991000. Good evening, dear listener. You can listen to The Late Night Alternative with myself and Catherine Boyle weeknights from 10 on DAB. Download the Talk Radio app or go online to talkradio.co.uk. And hello to everybody watching us uh, this evening live on youtube.com slash Ian Lee. Look for the live uh, the live feed and you can watch us there. Um, lots to talk about this evening, including anal bleaching, Patriot Kane, um, and um, uh, yoga pants. That's the kind of the main thrust of tonight's show. In the meantime, though, um, g- g- tomorrow evening between ten and eleven, uh, could be a, it's going to be a tough listen, guys. We're going to be um, tr- uh, putting on trial um, one of radio's greatest offenders, Alan Caddick, and Alan Caddick's using his last. At potential last hours of freedom to to phone up and cry like a baby. Good evening, Alan. If you go over the day, like I said last night, talk to my solicitor. Okay, but you keep phoning us up. No, because I'm enjoying... Well, speak to my solicitor. Get Sally on the phone right now. Everything you have to say, we have to go through her. Right, okay. Um, I don't have Sally's phone number. Well, get Sally to call in. Right, uh, hang on a minute. Okay, well... Okay, you get that call. Right. Sally... I, I've got a feeling she might have had enough of you, Alan, and she might be prepared to... Sally is, is uh, Alan's solicitor in, in this uh, this case. Um, Sally, if you're listening... But in fact, I, I can email her because she emailed me earlier. So let me just send her an email. Can you call in now? Your client is smearing feces on... I can't spell feces. Feces on my radio studio. There we go. Just sent her that email. Um, so we'll see. In, in the meantime, Alan, um, you, you go and sit back in your cell and we'll get you... Uh, yes, if you could. We'll get you when you're, if, if and when your solicitor calls in. Uh, let's go to Barry, first of all. Good evening, Barry. Good evening, Ian. I hope your uh, wounds are healing. My, uh, my wounds are indeed healing. I went to the doctors today, but they've suggested I keep the bandage on just to keep everything st- together. So I'll probably be wearing this bandage for the rest of the week. But thank you, everybody, for your kind words and your support. And the um, uh, the culling of owls is still at the, the top of my list of things to do. I'm glad you're on the mend anyway, uh, Ian. Yes. I'm really pleased about oh, that. Oh, God, so am I. God, Ian, God speed um, to us all. Pray God for Cheltenham and me. God speed to us all. Uh, well done to you. Thank um, you, buddy. Ian, we've got a national treasure under threat in in uh, Allen, our Allen. Oh. And I want to put a plea out to the callers. Well, 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 hang on a minute, hang on a minute, mate, mate. You can't do this now. This is subjudice. Oh, I do apologize. This is subjudice. You can't come on. The, 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 you can't come on the day before the, it goes to court. Fudging the subjudice rule slightly, but you can't come on the day before before you go to court. Jurors could be listening to this show and could be influenced. If you want to stick up for for Alan, please, please, please. I'm calling you as a witness tomorrow night at five minutes past ten. I'm calling you as a witness. 
Thank you, Ian. I apologise for that. I got a little carried away with the anguish of the whole thing, but um, thank you very much indeed. Well, I will say no more well, now. Well, hang on a minute. The judge, the judge is here. Am I... Uh... <laughs> Am I right on this, Judge? Yes, that was very nearly contempt of court. Yep. Right, now charges... You're about to have gone down on Barry. We've, charges have been pressed. Oh, my apologies, Catherine, it's... Uh, it, apologies it, uh, ain't going to cut it, my friend. You're going to end up in prison, you carry on. <laughs> oh, dear. It's getting really serious. Could I, could I then offer my services tomorrow as a defence witness? No! Uh, objection. Objection? He's a, he's a witness. He's not. A de- he's not a defence witness. He's a. Wi- I'm calling this 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 old man as a witness. You're going to be cross-examining him. Yeah, yeah, very cross. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you you call us up. Here's how it's going to work tomorrow. Okay. You call us up between ten and eleven, and you will be a witness. All right. And then the last five minutes of the hour, we'll take call straight to air. Twelve good men and true. And uh, we will find out where, whether Alan is guilty or not after I, people have listened to the evidence. And for now, I would just like to urge everybody, please, please abide by the rules of the court. No more mention of that man until tomorrow. <gasps> Thank you very much for your call, Barry. We look okay. forward to speaking to you tomorrow. Incredible. Um, we have got that man on the line. Alan? I've got a tip-off of a drug deal to go down. Okay, that's great news. Well, well, let's try not to keep you from that. Um, but your solicitor has called in. Um, uh, uh, the legal. Uh, uh, well, you should be doing this, Catherine. You're the judge, even though the trial hasn't started. You should be. Doing I don't know this. why we're discussing this. I have <laughs> real concerns that that justice is not being allowed to take its proper course. Well, I know for a fact that um, Sally, um, because we've been swapping notes, of course, as as, as pr- prosecution and defence, we've been swapping notes. She shouldn't ma- be talking to Sally. Sh- should we not? No. Oh, right, in that case. Yeah. Sally's made a very big mistake in this case. Oh, yes. No. She's given Alan her phone number. Oh, you idiot! <laughs> You're going to be objecting. (laughs) (laughs) And it will be sustained. (laughs) (laughs) Sally, please, please. You're going to get a big, stiff case. I tell you, I tell you what, Alan and Sally have got the same laugh. I couldn't tell who was laughing (laughs) then. Shut up. Okay, well, look at that. She didn't like that, did she? No, she didn't. Is Alan still there? I mean... Stop phoning and stop talking about it. Exactly. <laughs> I'm trying. I said, because, because I said, because because he's gone. Hang on. No, hang on. Where's he gone? Alan, you're back there. I don't know what happened there. All right, I said, everything's going to say to me, we've got to go through you. You should be respecting your brief. Do you wear briefs? <laughs> okay. Um, right. So, so, Alan, what would you like to say to your solicitor? No, no, no. Don't say anything, Alan. Don't say anything on the radio. Okay. Okay, if you want to say anything to me, then you can phone me or text me. Okay, okay. All right? I was ringing about to give a tip-off to the judge about a possible drug deal to go down on Tuesday. Right. Don't talk about drugs. No, don't talk about drugs. Whoa! Are you sending your client to Colombia? You're telling your client to to run run away from the country? No, no tip-off. Alan? Shut up. Please, just wow. stop. That's your legal advice, Alan. Look, your legal advice, Alan, is shut up, mate. You are <laughs> digging a ditch. You're digging a ditch for yourself. Just stop. Stop talking about drugs. Stop talking about the case. Just phone up. Can I, uh, can I, can I put in the request? Uh, Sally, can, 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 permission to approach? 
Yeah. It's my bench you're approaching. Right. Sally's not got a bench. Uh, judge, can we? Can, can the defence and can prosecution? Can we? Shut, shut up. You, you want to meet in chambers? No, I just want to come up, approach the bench, and I want to bring Sally. All right. Well, yeah, so, right. Okay. So, so yeah. Alan, you're, 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 you can't hear this, all right? So this is right, this okay. is okay. Um, so your client, okay, mm. uh, your client has been phoning up the um, security guard. This is true, by the way. Has been phoning well, up. Dan, the security guard on reception. Not your client, right. but someone close to your client. Oh, hang on. Right, a yes, I, I, I know exactly who that is. Yeah. Right, uh, let's. Hang on, Robert. Oh gosh, this is a shock. Robert Caddick, Alan's brother, has just stormed into the court and he's rushed up to the bench. Um, Robert, I see no evidence of that. Robert, I put it to you that in fact, we'll, remind me tomorrow. We're going to interview Dan. We'll get a recording of Dan. I put it to you, Dan. You've been threatening. No, my name's Robert. Call me Dan if you want. To. I've been putting it. No, I'm, talk, I'm putting. To Dan, Dan just came in, but he's gone now. I'm putting okay. it to you, Robert, that you have been intimidating or trying to intimidate. You've been phoning up the security guard, Dan, <laughs> on the reception of this building. Why have you done that? To ask a favour of him not to, to intimidate the court case. Thank you very much. Uh, any plea bargains have to be made via your brief, and you should know that. Yeah, excuse me, I'm, I emailed you, Catherine, as well. So. You shouldn't be approaching. You should. You have got nothing to do with this, uh, you, Robert Caddick, apart from being a supportive I've, family I'm member. Being, no, can I'm I, being impartial I? at the moment, but I won't be impartial tomorrow. Trust me, I'll be a bit. Well, you can't. Anyway. You, you well, no, you, you're not you're, being impartial. You're trying to sway the court. I'm not trying to say the court at all. If you read the email properly, then you'll understand. But I wasn't objection, to objection. I read your email and I discarded it. Objection, objection. Um, yeah, I put can it. You object, how can you object when you're the prosecutor, Mr. Lee? You're not the judge. Yeah, can you object? I'm the right. judge, and you're not respecting me. I put it to you that he, this is contempt of court. Right. It bloody is. in here, please. Yes, of course you can, Sally. Hey, right. hang right. on. Oh, sorry. <laughs> On. Yes, right. of course you can, Sally. Thank you. Thank you, Judge Boyle. Could I just point out, please, that from start to up until now, this has been a complete disaster. Mm, yeah. When well. when when you are when you brought the charges to my client and you asked him to plead, you didn't give him an opportunity to seek counsel. He pled so guilty I, five times. He did plead guilty yeah, five times. But he didn't speak to you. He had no advice, and by the law, he should have been able to have sought counsel. I, can and I can I give so you some advice, please? I am can pushing. I, excuse me, it's my court. Oh, sorry, you, you wanted the. Um, I want that. Okay. I want you. You need to get your witnesses in order. My I don't want to have any more attempts at private correspondence from your witnesses, their familiars, and people you've approached as a character witness who works at this radio station. I don't want to hear anything about it till tomorrow. Thanks for your call, um, Solicitor Sally. Yeah, right, bye. Yeah, she, that attitude is going to lose that case for her. That attitude. When my, my philosophy is when I'm um, uh, uh, in a fictional radio court... Um, be upbeat, be positive, be factual, be a little bit flexible with the facts, you know. Um, but th this, the, the trial is happening tomorrow between 10 and 11. It's the trial of the century. Dear God, if Netflix don't make a 25-part documentary series out of this, then those guys are idiots. Alan Caddick is on trial. You will be... You will, you, yeah, this is contempt of court! Caddick? What? But call in tomorrow! I will do it. Thank you. Um, it, it, uh, it's going to get messy. Catherine is furious. Catherine is the judge. And she's furious. I don't think we should be discussing this. On, on no, air. of course we shouldn't. 
But look, this is what we're dealing with. These are the idiots we're dealing with. This has been a shambles. She's right. This has been a shambles from start to finish. Yep, yep, and it's yep. her fault. She needs to get her ducks in a row. Yep, yep, yep. And uh, stop them quacking at me. My ducks are in a row, um, uh, milady. so... Stop sucking up. Okay. Thank you for pointing that out. Oh, three, onwards and upwards. Have you ever bleached your bum hole? Oh, three, four, four. Sorry? What, on purpose? Oh, three, four, four. Four nine nine one thousand. Uh, bumhole bleaching coming up next on Talk Radio. The Wild Man of Late Night Radio. The Late Night Alternative with Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We have ways of making you talk. Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand is the phone number. We'll do bum bleaching in a, in a minute, or a somewhat some wag um, on Twitter. I can't be bothered to click on the button to find your name, so I'm going to take the credit for it. Said I prefer to call it changing my ringtone. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that got a big laugh. I have to name the person. Who was it? Who was it? Um, oh, dear. Um, there we go. That was Reese. Well done, Reese. Well, well, well done, Reese. Well, well done. Well done. That was, that, was, that was a good one. Uh, let's do, take a couple of calls first, and then we'll, we'll talk about that. Good evening, Victor. Oh, good evening, Mr. Lee. How nice of you to talk to me. How are you? I don't think it's going to last that long, but I'm fine. I'm right. as sober as I'm a judge, just... unless that judge is Catherine. Hick. I'm... I'm going to change the subject a bit. A bit concerned about you with the three holes in the ground and the owl. And I just think you should avoid any invitations to Bruce Wayne's manor. Um, oh, well, oh, because of um, because of the bats. The bats. I think you've had everything else. The only thing to come next is the bats. So please avoid caves. I, people, people are running sweepstakes on what they think my next incident is going to be i'm not choosing i'm not, not choosing to live like this guys i think it's, it's all very cruel no. yes uh, you you can't lie in bed all day worrying about what's going to happen well because the um well, a bed, might, out of trouble, a bed might fall on you <laughs> no what yes yeah well um okay anyway, um, yes <clears throat> yes i must say that was a subject because, was it? uh <laughs> since listening to your show yes i've now purchased three digital radios um, you only need one. <laughs> yeah, I know. Well, the first one was rubbish, and then... Buy, che- the buy cheap! One... Buy twice! Buy thrice! Buy thrice, it would appear. <laughs> the cry. other ones record. I normally uh, never <laughs> listen to you live, but... No. Uh, oh. It's very good. Well, uh, well hey, listen, enjoy. Victor, I appreciate that, man. Thank you. How long have you been listening for? <clears throat> um... Oh, gosh. About a year. Hey. I remember you on the 11 o'clock show. 20 years ago this September. My God. Isn't it? And then you disappeared. Well. And I <laughs> wondered what happened to you. And then you popped up. Isn't it? On Big Brother's Bit in the Side. Yes, it was me. And <laughs> hey, I thought he's back. And then he was, you then I disappeared, Sky News. disappeared again. Wow. Reading the papers. Yeah. Yeah, I stopped doing those because it didn't pay very much. And you had to be up really early, and sometimes you'd have to be stuck in a room with Julia Hartley Brewer for three hours. Sometimes it was someone oh, nice like Anne Diamond, but sometimes how it did you speed. survive? Um, we didn't. We only did it once or twice together, and it was very, very tense. <laughs> Don't really like her, and she doesn't really like me, and that's fine. That's fine. And I, and I actually uh, fell for your trick that you don't have a breakfast show, and you've got me hooked on talk sport. Um, well, just, don't listen know, to TalkSport too much because we're on talk radio. Okay. Um, can I ask, Victor, can I ask you a personal question? 
Yeah, go ahead. Have you ever bleached your bum hole? No, no okay. way. Would you consider doing it? No way. Because it's all the rage. Well. <laughs> I'm considering doing it. No. No. Yes. Just... You can get cream called Brazilian Bum Bum Cream. For, honestly, for £44, um, yeah. and it will, it will bleach. It's not, the, it's not the crack, Victor. It's the actual a-hole. Yeah, I, I really don't see the point. Well, oh, you sorry, wouldn't looks down nice. there anyway, would you? No, you wouldn't. Victor, thanks. You're a good sport, and I look forward to talking to you again, mate. Yeah, a great show. Thanks. Thank you, man. Cheers. Bye-bye. The That's fact fun. that that product exists suggests yeah. we all need to get more hobbies. This is... Um, I mean, right, people plucking their eyebrows, people waxing their chests, mm. people shaving their legs, yep, yep. people pruning their lady bits. Oh, it's and making then, stuff, they're making stuff up. And then they go, oh, state of that bum hole. <laughs> you want to sort that you what, it's out? On my head. It. It's on my mind, because uh, today, Catherine and I, very, uh, we're very, very lucky, and he's coming in in a week or two, <laughs> we're very lucky to get sent the new Matt Haig book, Notes on a Nervous Planet. Kind of a uh, spiritual successor to Reasons to Stay Alive. And I started it today, got about um, just over a third of the way through it. It was lovely. I sat out in Windsor, beautiful sun, cup of coffee and a sandwich on the go, reading this. It was lovely. And it's about, um, the, is the planet having a nervous breakdown and um, about how he suspects that, that technology helps in some ways but doesn't help in others and body perfect and all of these. Th- th- we're all feeling more stressed because of Facebook and Instagram and likes and all of that. And he mentions, and I can't remember why, uh, and Martin, I'll come to you in a bit. I can't remember why, but he mentions anal bleaching as being one of those things that's, that's one of those beauty things that's made up. It's made, it, the, 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 the kind of potted history is it comes from pornography, mm-hmm. but really it's a made up thing. We've, we've survived, um, you know, centuries with not bleaching our bums. Right. Kathleen Moran's really good on this. She says something like, you know, we're all walking around now like yep. we're fresh off a porn set. Yep. It's as ridiculous as walking around with yep. like full stage makeup on in everyday life. Yeah. You just don't need it. Yeah. The, there's a reason why they prune so excessively on those things. So you can see, you see more than you'd need to see in real life. In real life, you are in the moment and you're not like examined. I mean, whoever got that close to a bum and went, well, oh, no, if you, it's the too thing dark. The thing is, if if your face is that close to a bumhole, you, you you obviously like bumholes. Exactly. In whatever state they come. You're not so going to say it's a little bit too brown. Um. So, uh, so, so this, my tongue is slightly in my cheek, but Careful. genuinely, as long as it's my cheek, not someone else's, I can do that. I used to be able to anyway. Um, but genuinely, if you've ever bleached your bum or you know someone who has, oh three four four. Four nine nine one thousand. You will be treated with the respect that you deserve. Um, so th- this is—I just googled this. So this is at Liberties in, of London, which is a posh shop. They do a whole range of Brazilian bum bum. Creme pour la cour, à l'extra de guarana. That's not the, That's not bleach. That's just that's just cream that's supposed to lift. Oh, it's just what does this do? Hang on, Brazilian bum bum cream. Having gained. Um, uh, 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 Okay. Oh, so this just lifts the, the just, skin just, of your just bum. Just makes you have a, a baby soft bum. Okay. All right. Well, here. Okay. Here's the the quite not quite so um, uh, uh, catchily titled um, intimate lightening cream, vaginal and anal bleaching cream, and other intimate areas. What other intimate areas are there? Um, Fifty milliliters, thirty quid. Pure gene intimate whitening cream. 
which I think were a band in the 70s, wasn't the lead singer from Mott the Hoople in Pure Gene Intimate Whitening Cream, provides lighter skin in the sensitive areas with its powerful lightening ingredients with antioxidants and natural lightening agents. Unique formula to lighten sensitive areas such as armpits, genitals, derriere. Stop. Yeah. Lightening your armpits? Yep, 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 yep. <sighs> um, visibly reduces discoloration. Um, uh, hang on. And there's, there's a, a box has popped up where I can chat to a, a, a helper. I'm just writing bum bleaching cream. Would you recommend it? <laughs> But the thing is, all this stuff does is yeah. make it, you feel like, oh, I didn't realise that mine was so hideous. For skin in sensitive areas such as armpits, anal bleaching and genitals, external use only. Um, with uneven pigmentation, freckles, freckles. You don't want to bleach freckles away. I noticed my youngest has got some freckles for the first time this year. Oh, God! And I know how inappropriate it is to go from a conversation about bum bleaching to my kids, but I picked up my kids from school today. I've not done it a couple of weeks. My eldest is eight, right? So the youngest gets in the back, sits in the, the seat. The eldest got into the front seat. The passenger seat said, Oi, son, the back. He said, no. He said, get in the back. He said, no, no, no. I'm, a, I'm allowed to sit in the front seat now. He said, no, you're not. He said, yeah, I am. It's 1.3 metres or something, and I'm over that. So I don't need the, the child seat, what? and I can sit in the front what? seat. Is that they still have to have a booster? No, apparently, bo- that, well, okay, apparently, boosters, you don't have to have a booster because they were found to be dangerous. Right. If they're over, can someone let me know? 0344 499 oh. So I'm driving. My poor daughter is a string bean, and I've been strapping her into her seat. <laughs> it's based on height, right? Not age, it's, uh-huh. or it's height. And so... I'm driving in my, for the first time, my eldest is sat in the passenger seat next to me. And, and I, I just put my hand on his knee as we were driving. I said, this is a really big moment for me, son. Thank you. But I don't know if he's just lying because both of our kids are being a little bit naughty at the moment. <laughs> you know, they're almost teenagers with eight and nine. And I wonder, I wonder if he's lying to me. I, well, my wife mentioned it a couple of weeks ago, saying, oh, I don't think he needs his child seat anymore. It sounds anymore. plausible, but the best lies do. Let's wow. Have a look. Um, 0344 499 guys. D- 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 my eight-year-old sat in the front seat. And I was getting the back sunshine. I don't need that seat anymore. Anyway. Um, oh, here we go. Here we go. And this is a thing that's in the Matt Haig book. So these are the reasons why you might want to use this cream. To get rid of freckles, discolorations due to overexposure to sun, hormonal disorders, and connected with the ageing process. Right. And part of the, one of the threads in this Notes on a Nervous Planet by Matt Haig is that the ageing process is beautiful and it's natural and that all of these, you know, the anti-ageing cream industry is a multi-billion pound um, industry that will always fail. It will always fail because uh, you cannot stop ageing. But people will always buy it because they want the dream. Yeah. And it will never be proved wrong because they don't know what would have happened if they hadn't used the cream. Whereas I think, um, I I think that, you know, I've always had a soft spot for the older woman, right? Because I like wrinkles and I like um, laugh marks and I like, I like grey hairs. I like all of these things because it's, and I, I, I think there are more people, perhaps, than we would be led to believe. You know, and I know particularly for women, but men are catching up, but particularly for women for the last, I don't know, 100 years, 80 years, there's been a real pressure to not age. 
to not age, to stay young, to stay as young as you are, if anything, to get younger. Uh, that is changing, or it's, it's continuing for women, but it's becoming more predominant for men as well. That that thing of you can't, you cannot get old. You can't. Those wrinkles go and have that little facelift. But there is also a shift towards people being very critical when you have obvious facelifts. Yeah. Facelift technology really hasn't moved on a great deal, has it? You can still spot when someone's gone that little bit too far. Yeah. When it's more about, you know, you think that when you first have the little bit done before you need it really, because they talk about, you know, before you start visibly aging, yeah. you should do stuff. Yeah. But then it's all about maintenance. But there comes a point where maintenance be- becomes obvious. It's, it's, um, it, it's just, it's just money. It's this thing of making things up. That, oh God, you didn't know this, but your bum needs to be bleached. Oh, yeah, 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 let's sell that. They won't buy that. Yeah, I think we can convince them that they will. And they just keep making more and more. I mean, anti wrinkle cream under the eyes, you know, all of that stuff. It's a nonsense. We don't need any of it. Okay, if it makes you feel better about yourself, then that's, then that's kind of a thing. But if, if it's making you feel better about yourself because of the external pressures in magazines and movies and TV to look younger and look more beautiful, then that's, that's an, that, that's, that's a, 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 an external pressure that, that is manufactured and doesn't need to exist. Here's an example, and it's not even about just people our age, because I think we are particularly vulnerable. Like when you get to about yeah. 35, 40, that's when you start realising that all this stuff is, is about you. You're on the cusp of turning from, from being in one age group to another. And uh, once you get 50 plus, then yep. you start getting the saga catalogues yep. and everyone thinks it's hilarious, but actually it's a, yeah. a sign that you're on, on your way out, right? Here's the thing. Last week, my f- six-year-old said to me she wanted a Fitbit. Oh, these are the little watches that tell you how many steps you've done. I said, done why and... on earth do you want a Fitbit? You're six. You're the mm. your peak fitness. You're as fit as you're going to get. You can run down the, you can run up and down the stairs. You don't get out of breath. You, you, you're great. What, what, what do you need it for? My friend's got one and she's super skinny. Six years said old. Said my six year old. I said, your friend is six. Six years she old. She said, no, she's five. Oy. Right. I've always brought my kids up with, with, as much of a kind of foundation in how beautiful and strong and healthy they are and how they're just right. I don't, like, weigh them. I don't do any of that stuff. You know, I kind of see it as my parental responsibility to make sure that they are healthy and that's it, right? I don't talk about fat and thin and all this different stuff. They're both different builds. Neither one is too much of either thing. Mm. And then the world starts coming Mm. in. The world has started coming in to my six-year-old. And but making I, her feel like she's not skinny enough. But, uh, but, the, but then their answer will be in a couple of years' time when you say, but you're beautiful. You're, oh, but you would say that you're my mum. Because that was my answer to my mum when I used... You know, I used to hate the way I looked as a teenager. And so this... Actually, this thing of um, uh, uh, men being more body conscious and more body shaming being a new thing... I think it's a bigger thing than it was, but I remember it, and Matt talks about it in his book, but I remember it as a teenager, hating the way I looked because I was long and gangly and had these bandy legs, a spotty face, big teeth. I hate, hate it. Look in the mirror and I hate myself. And I'd say to my mum, oh, I hate myself. I'm never going to get a girlfriend. I look ugly. Oh, I think you're beautiful. Well, you would say that. You're my mother. So it doesn't... So imagine if your mother hadn't said that. Though. Oh, yeah, yeah. Some people are brought yeah. up by mums will yeah. say, well, you need to lose a few pounds, yeah. you know. Yeah. And that, that seeps in from a really early age. Yeah. 0344 I have a Cosmopolitan article from February of this year. Absolutely everything you need to know about anal bleaching. We'll, 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 <laughs> we'll dive into that in a second. Uh, let's go to Martin first. Good evening, Martin. Hello, Ian Lloyd. Oh, Ian Lloyd. Oh, can I change the subject now, Lloyd? Of course you can, Martin. We're just having a yeah. free-flowing conversation. Because so, well, what I want to talk about, right, Yes. in a non-pastorizing way, like, I want to talk about yeah. you and Kathy Boyle. 
and my zombie can spew some Birmingham today, like. <laughs> but first things first, like, can I just, like, congratulate you and Cathy, like, and your station. Well, yes. You're phoning, like, for, for being a not huh? a non-boring about Trump, Muslims, this and that, like, blah, blah, bloody yes. blah. Because yes. it's so annoying, like, you could turn on, like, you know the status, like, every... What every five minutes, what and I'm talking about that Sam subject. Like, can I congratulate you and Kathy Boyle, your producer? Like, for just having something different, like man, in the whole. The, Are you in, saying we should be talk? We should be doing more Trump because we we no, we, we no, can do. We talk about the Trump. Of, I'm saying you and Ka- your st- your phoning is the antidote to all the boring Trump. Muslims, immigrants, blah, 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 blah. It's just so boring, Ian, you know it, like, they go in about 24 hours oh, yeah, yeah, a day, yeah, yeah. and they just, all they do, like, is warm people up, <laughs> turn people against each other, like, blah, 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 like, blah, blah, blah. It's just so boring. Well, like, can I ask like, you a question then, Martin? No problem. What do you think about Donald Trump coming over here? Do you know what, right? What I think about Donald Trump over here, like, if he was come over here, like... Bring it on, man! Ooh, but the trouble here, like, he, he he will ne- he won't meet any normal people like me and you, like. Oh, I don't know if you, so he's just going to buzz off, like buzz around, like, you know, mate. Yeah. So all these protests, like, all virtual hang signal, on, like. Hang on a minute. Mate. Hang on a minute. Hang on a minute. You've just started talking about Donald Trump on a Donald Trump-free zone, know, Martin. Yeah, You're as bad I, as I, James I Whale like, and and Ian, uh, Duncan Barks. Ian, Ian, like it's so boring. Isn't it like it is isn't it? immigration, Muslims, it's boring. Brexit, boring, boring, boring. Martin, but, hey, can I ask you a question? Boy, like, can and I, you and, and uh, you and Kathy, uh, like, thank uh, God, there's Kathy. a station that don't uh, go. Hang on, Martin. Kathy uh, wants a word. Oh, sorry, Martin, uh, what do you okay. think? What do you think about Muslims? I've got no problem. Do you know what? I. Do you wonder what I tell about Muslims like? I am like in the process now, right, of appealing against my ESA being cut off in Birmingham, right? And do you know who the person who's representing me? A young Muslim woman? Huh? Now put that in your stick, anybody like Now hang on a minute, now you're. T- whoa, whoa, let me interrupt. Now you're yeah. talking about Muslims on a Muslim free zone. I don't mean Muslim free zone that they can't yeah. listen and can't call in, we just don't talk about it. But Ian Rod, can I get into my zombie experience today in Birmingham? Very quickly, but can I just ask you one more question? Yeah. What do you think about how Theresa May is handling the whole Brexit procedure? Do you want me to swear? Yeah, I do. Go on. I'll tell you what, like, I just, I'm sick and tired of these mo- Listen, Ian Wright, Brexit, Muslims, immigration, blah, 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 blah. Don't know what me, like, I live in Birmingham. <laughs> and I've been to the football match tonight for a lot of black people, everybody in the pool. There were black people at the football match? Yeah. You're joking! I am. This is outrageous! These bores and LBC will rat okay. on about trying to like, turn people against each other. Like, I was in BBC Center today, uh, Ian Roy. Yes. And I was just like. <laughs> I like you, Martin. Have you ever watched, like, a series called The Walking Dead? I have seen The Walking Dead, yes. I got bored up after Series 5 when they escaped the prison. And black, white, and there was Asian people on the streets today, yeah? yeah. Man, begging out, like, sleeping, like, every corner, right? Yeah. I mean... They're zombies. Can you... It's like, like the zombies from that Walking Dead series. Like, man, could you give me some of this and that? Like, sorry, man. I've never I... seen an Asian zombie, actually. That's a good one. I've seen a black zombie and a white if zombie. You, <laughs> if you give Maybe they're immune. Center, right? Not bad things to do. Mm. If there's any multiracial, bleeding, like, beggars, like, or zombies, yes, like, yes. 
used to hold big... Well, the fact that there's multiracial beggars, and I've, I've worked, I worked in Birmingham a few years ago, I like yeah. Birmingham a lot, but there's, but there's a lot, you're right, there's a lot of beggars and homeless there. Um, that just shows that poverty affects everybody, doesn't matter which exactly god you like, pray to. See, 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 all I say to anybody now, right, and mine, you know, whether you're right-wing, left-wing, or whatever wing you are, I'm sick of a lot of them, like Ian Royce. Yes, I learned one thing a lot. I'm, I'm anti-wings as well, actually. Well, uh, you know, all these, you know, that there's a society called LBC. They're obsessed by turning people against each other, like, that's oh. their whole premise, like, of their station, like, is to wind people up and hate Hate is a state of hate. But one thing I could say, Ian, like, yeah. before I go, right, is one thing, right? Yeah. My case working now, right? Oh. And my mandatory appeal, like, the which Theresa May cut my bleeding benches off, like, yes. is a young Muslim woman, like. Yes. Tell you what, is like, she like a Muslim woman or is she a Muslim woman? She, well, she, well, she told me, like, the week, like, because uh, she was fasting, like. Oh, yeah. Because, like, she... What she gives some vouchers for, what, for a food bank here and right. Yes. And she says to me, like, in the interview, like, she says, oh, by the way, like, I'm fasting now for, like, uh, uh, for a madame, like, and this and that, like, right. And she said, you know, and I thought, bloody hell, like, you know what I mean? Like, you know, you know, that's great stuff, like. A young Muslim woman, like, in Birmingham is helping a young white guy. Not young, right, you know, I'm in the 40s, like, you know what I mean? And don't, you know what I mean? Right. <laughs> That's a good story, man. It is. I'm, I'm, my mind's wandering a bit. Martin, it's lovely to talk to you. We've not spoken before, have we, Martin? We spoke seven months ago, Ian. Like, do you remember? We spoke seven months ago. Seven? When I phoned when I up, like, I f- Ian, right, I just phoned go, right, I phoned you up on the same topic, like, oh. I said, I'm sick and tired of the media going on about Brexit, Trump, Muslims, blah, blah, blah. You guess all you go, what about is Brexit, Trump, and mus- <laughs> Muslims, and blah, blah, blah? Ian, right, because all they want to do, right, it's just... Uh, I'm not you, Ian. You're just boring, boring, boring. You certainly are, Martin. Thank you very much. <laughs> hey, listen, it's nice to talk to you, man. You're a good sport. Thank you, thank you, thank you. 0344 499 1000 is the telephone number. I think you thought you were Ian Wright. Um, okay. Children must normally... Because someone sent me a thing. and I, So Paul's quiz says the exact rule is children aged three years to 135 centimetres tall who are under 12 must use an appropriate child restraint when travelling in the front seat of a car, van or other goods vehicle. They must use an appropriate restraint when travelling in the rear if seatbelts are fitted. So does that mean a car seat, a booster or a seatbelt? I don't think boosters, I don't think you can use them anymore. No, I thought they got banned. Yeah. And then then I've just Googled it, right? Children must normally use a child car seat until they're 12 or 135 centimetres tall, whichever comes first. Children over 12 or more than 135 centimetres tall um, must wear a seatbelt. So my boy's over 135 centimetres tall. I think, well, what is that? A uh, metre and nearly a half. I don't know. I don't do metres. I, I can't do metres. How, oh how much God. is that in feet? Let me check. All right, mate. What? While she's checking, we'll get the adverts. The Late Night Alternative with Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We'll get you talking. As suspected, we've not had too many phone calls about people who've had their bum holes. Well, actually, uh, maybe Wasim has. Wasim, have you bleached your anus? Oh, shit, sorry, man. Yeah, sorry for calling you. Okay, it's a phone-in show, mate. It's what we do. I called you yesterday, though, didn't I? Uh, yeah, we can't hear you, man. Your phone's breaking up. Can you hear me now? Yeah, we go. Yeah, I'm just saying about bleaching. I don't know about bleaching, but I know something else. 
Okay, now his phone's breaking up. Yeah, and he's going to hit you with a yeah, zinger any minute you, now. Can you hear me? Miss it. Well, it keeps breaking up, mate. Um, I'm by the window, mate. Shouldn't be. I don't. Well, here's <laughs> the thing. It works like that. I don't because people say when the, oh, I can't. He phone's breaking up. Why don't you go and stand by a window? And I was going to say that, and I thought I don't think windows improve mobile phone reception at all. It doesn't. It doesn't mean that the the signal gets no, out I didn't better. I went by the window for that. I went by the window because I said my bollocks off. That's what it is. Oh dear. Oh jeez. You should go and bleach yeah, them. Just being honest with you, mate, it's getting a bit of a breeze. Here, okay, mate. Well, there's something. There's, there's. I, I'm, I'm all for honesty, but I'm also for people holding back horrific personal descriptions like that. But anyway, I think we can hear you. Let's try again. Yes, sir, mate. Can you hear me now? Oh Jesus, yes. Yeah, we'll say. Uh, you know, but by the bleaching you were talking about. Yes. Um, I, I, I personally, um, I don't bleach myself. I do something else. I, I like to wash my backside after I go for a crap, but. I know a girl used to work with me. She never used to bleach, but she used to use a cream to get rid of the hair. Okay, yeah, yeah. Depilation. Yeah, the nation. Apparently, if you do that, you, you know, when you fart, you can't. All right, all right, Wasim. Thanks, thanks so much. Thank you. I mean, what on earth is he on about? I tonight? do not know. Very bold. Um, Jerry. Hello. Hello, Jerry. Oh, you all about? I've got. I don't know. Very bold, as Catherine just said. We kind of had that conversation. So let's move on to another one. What have you got for us, Jerry? I'd like. I don't care how much I care at the moment. I know you can't answer, but I think it'll be a few. Try to see if you can advise which way to go. So, um, uh, go on, I'm struggling to hear you. I'm guessing okay, you're okay. struggling because of the heat. Go on. Yeah. That's okay. Should be okay now. Should be okay now. That's easy. Before you went to America, send me that top is broke. I couldn't listen to you. What? Go, I'm going to Jamaica because you. you what? Before you went to America. Oh, yeah. You, you said, I phoned you up and said my laptop was broken because I couldn't stay on the phone listening to you. All right, yeah, your laptop was broken. Yes, I can't listen to you. Oh. So you just asked to stay on the line. I was still broken. Oh. I was still crazy. My social worker's uniform. But the other placement, I wanted to stay trying to keep me from posting and listening to you. Hang on, so your, your laptop is broken and it's still broken and your social worker's been... Hang on a minute, do social workers give people with Parkinson's free laptops? This is outrageous! No, no, they just... They just... Give, give you their crappy second-hand ones. No, no, there's just look. No, there's just look. So hang on, where are you... Why, who's getting you a new laptop? I'm so close. Excuse me. Right. I, they control my clients. Right. So, so, so when is this new laptop coming? Are you being kidnapped, Jerry? It sounds like you're being kidnapped. You buy allowance every week. Right. I'm struggling to catch the. Th- I'm struggling to catch the thread of this. this I they're not letting you have a laptop because I can do damage. You think they're not letting you have a laptop because you can do damage? <laughs> I can tell the truth. I can tell the truth. Well, I don't think that the... I don't, I, I don't know why... I don't know about the laptop um, providence from... Uh, I don't know about... I don't know, where you, I don't know why you're getting a laptop from your social worker. I don't think you can take any of my pointies. I was convinced that Right. But I don't think they're not giving you a laptop because they're scared that you're going to expose them and, I don't know, 9-11 or something. They've been here for weeks, 
But mate, they don't. They they, they take like six months to give you your benefits. So no, so th- th- it's going to take you. It's going to take them like five years to get you a laptop, isn't it? And even then, it's going to have Windows ninety five on it. Windows millen- Millennium Edition. My briefcase. Little joke there for all you computer people. I don't know what I should do. Yeah. I just can't see my head. I can't listen to you. I can't get you. I just see my head. Well, um, God damn it, Catherine, can we send him one of the computers from the office here? They don't work. Oh, well, I know, but it might shut him up. <laughs> um... Well, Jerry, I don't know what to say. I, 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 I feel it will be inappropriate for me to start sending threatening emails to social workers to try and get you a laptop. No. I don't want to pull that trick too often. And, no. But I no, understand your predicament. Please, please, just do it. Okay. Hang on a minute. If I, just, I think I've just sussed out what this call is about. You want me to buy you a laptop because I sent, no, I sent no, a I hungry man a pizza once. Is that, <laughs> is that what you want? I'm not like that. No, I've got... Here's the thing, Jerry. I'm buying a house, right? And I found out yesterday... Right, so the stamp duty for my house... This is woe... Poor, poor, poor rich me, right? The stamp duty for my house is £14,000, right? I found out yesterday but that because of uh, the situation I'm in, it's not £14,000... It's £28,000! I've suddenly got to find another... And every penny is accounted for, and I get a letter saying, actually, it's double what you were going to pay! I've got to find another £14,000! And I've got to do it in two weeks! I'm going to do a GoFundMe so that I can actually buy this flipping house. Yeah? I'm going to change the subject by cutting you off. Yeah. Up your bleach bum. Um, yeah, I know, poor me, I'm buying a house, and people go, oh, you're buying a house, it's tough, oh, it's tough, tough. Yeah, but do you know what? When you're all set and every penny is accounted for, and then letter yesterday sent, oh, by the way, because of this, this, and this, you've got to pay double stamp duty. What the heck? Yeah, I opened the letter here at work last night, and I was just sat there silently for quite a long time with my calculator out. And, uh, calculator, it was on my phone. And Kath went, are you all right? And I went, have a look at this. I couldn't speak. What is stamp duty for, anyway? It's a con. It's, it's tax. A con. It's tax, and it goes to the government. And it's a con, man. I'm buying a house, and then surely the tax should come out. Anyway, it's a con. It basically is what it is. 0344. 499-1000 is the telephone number. Uh, this is from Cosmopolitan from February of this year. Absolutely everything you need to know about anal bleaching. The skin lightening trend may be going strong, but that doesn't mean you should try it. I'm probably not going to. Although, while it's completely... You're right. Yeah, this sentence is uh, tough. While it's completely normal for the skin around the anus to be darker than the surrounding skin due to genetics or everyday friction, according to Dr. Labia de la Tour... No. Sorry, Dr. Rabia de la Tour, a gastroenterologist at New York University's Langone Medical Centre, some women want to lighten the area. Here's everything you need to know about anal bleaching. One... Porn popularised the anal bleaching trend, which is still going strong. It first gained traction in the early aughts. What's aughts? 2000s. I guess. I never heard it referred to as that. 
after adult film actress Tabitha Stevens had her anus bleached on the unscripted series Dr. 90210 to look more pleasant on camera. Wow. Stick a bit of foundation on it. Wowzers. Yeah. Or, I mean, a bit of cream on it. That's how they end up. Oh, Ian. Around the same time, and that's what they say, US search <laughs> volume on the procedure peaked. Several years later, Courtney Kardashian revealed she must be one of the Kardashians. Mm. She'd tried anal bleaching during a 2010 episode of Courtney and Kim Take Miami. And online queries for at home anal bleaching products surged. Um, anecdotally, people continue to show interest in lightening the intimate area. Uh, it's the treatment people are. It's the treatment people ask us about the most. Says licensed aesthetician. As, so aesthetics. Yeah, it's a means beautician. Flipping it, Grace. Sam but I think they Spencer. like putting ass in a bit at the beginning of it. <laughs> Uh, who manages Schaefer Plastic Surgery in New York, which receives up to 10 anal bleaching inquiries a week. We've noticed... We've noticed... We've noticed this is increasingly becoming a group activity. What? Says Jamie Sherrill, owner of Beauty Park Medical Spa in Los Angeles and Abu Dhabi. See if you can, see if you can get a, a, an American... Anal bleacher on the show tonight. Let's see if we can find one. This woman's Jamie Sherell of Beauty Park Medical Spa in LA. Adding, she's even treated bachelorette parties. Flipping it. What have they got planned for the rest of the evening? Number two. (laughs) The cheapest approach to anal bleaching... (laughs) Oh, I thought that was the answer. Oh, right. You're carrying on. The cheapest (laughs) approach to anal bleaching is DIY. But it's risky. You can buy an at-home skin bleaching serum, cream or peel online or at a drugstore. Um, depending on the product, it may contain ingredients, lots of acids. Um, there's lots of acids in there. The problem, some, ke- some chemicals in skin lightening products may be considered carcinogenic. Bum cancer. Um, when you DIY, you're more likely to apply the product improperly, which can injure the area and increase the chance the product gets into the rectum and enters the bloodstream. Um, typically, you apply the product with clean hands, avoiding the anus itself. Then you either leave it on or rinse it off. Uh, it could take two to three months of applying the product twice a day to see results, which can last up to six months. Number three. Side effects of chemical bleaching products can seriously suck. Beware of... (laughs) Here we go. Beware of severe itching, burning and stinging. (laughs) Yes! Um, Skin irritation is common when using lightning creams. It's even more likely to develop when you treat sensitive areas like the perineal skin. Flipping it. We'll come back to that in a minute. Let's go to Martin. Uh, Mark. Good evening, Mark. Hello. Good evening, Mr. Collins. Uh, Mark. First one. Hello. Can you hear me? Hello. J- just about, Mark. Yes. Mr. Yeah. Oh, no, right. I got me fight first one to ever say up, but you look remarkably like the Serbian team's football manager. Google him. I've Googled him. He's a British guy. Well, it looks like you, doesn't it? Oh, well, he might do, but I, I would I would have carried playing on. What? Thanks, very, thanks very much indeed. No, I can't be bothered. Um, 
What's the name of the manager in that we're trying to get hold of from the Beauty Parks Bar? Um, Jamie Sherrill. S-H-E-R-R-I-L-L. Jamie. Um, four, professional anal bleaching can be pricey, but worthwhile if you must. Um, okay, so this place, the unisex intimate bleaching peel... Uh, offered at one of the offices costs up to $1,000 for three 30-minute treatments. So how does it work, right? Because sometimes if you have a baby or you see a gynecologist, you have the stirrups, don't you? Mm -hmm. Where you sit back and it's... Because you've got your legs open and raised... You, you, they go in. They, they they kind of put your legs into these stirrups yeah. and hold your legs. Up. Yeah. So is there a similar thing for you? You lie on like a massage table with your face through a hole, and then you have your. Do, do you? I'm, I'm assuming if you're paying a thousand dollars for ninety minutes worth of treatment, I wouldn't be pulling my own bum cheeks apart. I would want um. Well, I'd want a really fit man or woman doing it, or a robot or a machine. Two metal, <laughs> two metal <laughs> things, and you turn the handle. Yeah, and it. Like- like a reverse vice. Yeah, 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 exactly. A reverse vice for your bum. Or they could put a lolly stick in between. Okay. Well, match, matchsticks for me. Because professionals typically use more potent lightning products that deliver faster results, it could increase your chance of post treatment irritation. Um, the biggest benefit of going pro is peace of mind, since products are applied by technicians who can see what they're doing. <laughs> We've got another uh, six of these to go in a bit, and we'll speak to Mo after the news. 0344 499 1000 is the uh, telephone number. We'll talk about this. I want to talk about um, CGI influencers. Oh, and you know we had the Gemma Collins interview yesterday. PDT on, on Twitter sent me another really awkward interview that was printed verbatim. 0344 499 1000, the late night alternative on Talk Radio. Across the UK, online and on DAB. Get an earful of unusual nocturnal emissions with radio's Lord of Misrule, Ian Lee. No relation, thank God. Unfiltered Night Talk with the original king of unconventional conversation. The Late Night Alternative with Ian Lee on Talk Radio. Good evening, dear listener. The Late Night Alternative with Ian Lee and Catherine Boyle. Weeknights from 10. You can listen on DAB, download the app, or go to talkradio.co.uk. Busy old show tonight. Um, We're talking all kinds of... You know the rules. You can call in about anything you want. We're just going to sit here and chat about stuff, but you can call in about anything you want. Prompted um, by getting about a third of the way through the new Matt Haig book, Notes on a Nervous Planet. I think it comes out in a couple of weeks. It's a good book. Um, And anal bleaching is mentioned. So um, we've been talking about that, and we're, we're trying to get someone... We're trying to get an anal bleacher on the show and we're keeping our fingers crossed we'll go through the rest of that Cosmo article in a bit 03444991000 is the phone number uh, if you want to give us a call we've got a couple of uh, calls here let's go to Mo good evening Mo good evening Mo long time good evening Ian long time no see eh? <laughs> sure I always thought people that said that, that cliche were a little bit um, unimaginative but there you go what do you mean? It's all cliche, is it? It's yeah, like no, it's a, it's, it's, yeah, no, it's a cliche. And it's, it's, what I mean is, is it's just an unimaginative thing to say. I've never really known what it means. Long time no see. That means, like, it's a long time since I've been, I've talked to you. 
Yeah, mean... well, exactly, because you've, you, you've not seen me, so it doesn't really make sense in this context. Anyway, let's not get bogged down with semantics, Mo. Um, what, 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 what do you want to talk about tonight? Strawberries? <laughs> no, no, actually, it's... I don't know. I, I thought, yeah, I just wanted to say that I've been listening to a few of your shows and you're actually improving a bit. So I wanted to tell you something positive for the first time. Gosh, well, if Mo, if Mo thinks I'm improving, I must be doing something wrong. <laughs> See, now you're going a bit down. But I just wanted to say you're improving. I, I wish I could say the same about your phone calls, Mo, but if anything, you're actually retrogressive in your approach. What do you mean? Huh? What do you mean by that? I mean, your phone calls, in terms of quality, are going backwards. Well, I wanted to give you just some advice about like improving your shows. I don't, I don't, I don't want your advice. I think you're a lousy advice giver. <laughs> I just thought if you invite me in, yeah, your show would. Your, your show. Oh, sure. What, what are you doing tonight? Come in tonight. You're in Watford. You you, you can be here before uh, before midnight. Come in. Man, I can't go to 18 Hatfields Wonder. That's a bit far, that, isn't it? That's, well, that, I don't know. You're the one that wants to... You, you, first of all, you're keen to come in now. You're reluctant to come in. You're, you're a young man full of contradictions. Uh, yeah, but, like, if you invite me in one day, your show's listeners would just go off. Well, let's, let's put that to the test. Hang on a second. Lauren? Lauren? Hello? If I invited Mo into the show... Would that make you more likely, less likely, or the same likely to listen to the show? I'd rather bleach my anus. Thank you for that, Lauren. Um, so, Mo, it looks like <laughs> on, on that survey we won't be asking you into the studio, buddy. Well, I think you're just scared of me, to be honest. Um, okay, sure, if that makes you feel better. Yes, I'm, I'm, I'm absolutely terrified of you, Mo. <laughs> but anyway, Ian, you are improving, just to, like... Go on, what were your tips? Go on, you said you had some tips for me to improve. Go on, what tips did you have? Well, I did not. Okay. Um, Scared. I think he's spelt that wrong. <laughs> bored. Uh, did, have we got an anal bleacher? I had to send an email to Nurse Jamie, but um, she's in with a client at the moment. Oh. It's delicate stage. <laughs> so I didn't want to interrupt that, but she said no. if you send her a direct email, she will certainly give it her hey, full attention. Beautiful. That's well, fantastic. Well, uh, yes. After washing her hands. Um, hello, Lauren. Hello there. Hello there, Lauren. For Mo that I've been thinking oh, about since we I last. Unfortunately, I've down. cut him off because I was so scared of having him on the phone line. Oh, you know, after all you've been through, I, you know, I understand. I it was terrifying. Well, what did you want to ask him? I was going to ask him first of all, give my regards to his parents, yep, as yep, I do, yep. and ask if he actually listens to the show because I really think he doesn't after mm. our last confrontation if you can call it that. Well, Mo, here's here's the thing, a, a lot of the callers <laughs> to this show don't actually listen to this show. They just phone up to do their little performances, which I, it, sometimes it annoys me, but at, at the moment actually I quite enjoy that that, that that they know the show is on and they're watching the telly or they're out with their mates and I think, "Oh, I'll phone up and do my little turn." Um, so at the moment it doesn't, it doesn't annoy me, but say it will annoy me again. I am sort of associated with Mo a little now, but I really wanted to know the answer to that. Lauren and Mo sitting in a tree, B-U-M-M-I-N-G. 
I'd actually prefer the anal bleach yeah. or caddick at this point. Oh, you flipping heck, don't, I mean, man alive, <laughs> man alive. It, it, I cannot understand why anybody would think, unless you're like a bumhole model, why would you go... Why would you go, that, that that ring piece, it really, it needs a good old sprinkling. Why would you do it? Brighten this old thing up. Brighten this, but polish, it's like polishing your wedding ring. Uh, but, it, well, except some, I don't um, But I just don't understand why. You have to have done everything else in the world, don't you? Before yeah. you get round to that. It's got some to be. Some people have more money than sense well, or watch porn and their fellow looks at them and goes... Why don't you look like that? I don't think it's I don't think it's just porn anymore. If if a Kardashian did it in a show ten years ago, eight years ago, then that's mainstream. And and it is those. And I don't really know very much about the Kardashians, but I do know that lots of young women and some young men, but lots of young women look up to them as role models in the same way that lots of young women are looking up at the girls on Love Island as role models. And if they, you know, it's that thing of how can I make myself, I'm unhappy with my body. I am unhappy. How can I make my body, in inverted commas, better? And, oh, I, 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 I can get my eyebrows done a certain way. I can get my skin um, lightened or, or, or darkened if you go for the fake tan. I can get my boobs lifted. I can get, um, uh, uh, I, they do bum implants now, don't they? So you can have a, a Kim Kardashian bum and while you're down there you might as well get the the detail out they'll do it say that again lauren sometimes i think if it's available people will do it and if they've got the money and they've got the time then they'll do it i mean i get my nails done but that's about all i do for pretty pretty um when did they here's a question that we won't be able to answer but maybe we can work it out everywhere you go now i mean the high street is dead right but but every high street now has, has has got at least one nail bar. Sometimes as many as two or three. Quite often, I believe Vietnamese or Korean. Um, generally, someone from uh, you know that part of the world. It's a bit massive generalisation, I know, but there you go. When did when did nail bars first start in the high street? When did that? happen it feels new to me yeah, but i I'd, don't know i kind of noticed it's, the low the loads of them turning up in sort of early mid 90s okay and yeah it's not new i had them pre-maxwell when he's 10 okay yeah right so okay but so you're saying this this century you're saying the 90s i reckon the 90s well that's still that's still relatively new can we uh, can we find uh, oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand were there nail bars in the 80s I think you went to you'd go to a, a salon in the eighties. These nail bars that you're talking about are the yeah. ones that are run generally by people from places like China yeah. and Korea. Yeah. And I was only born in eighty five, so I can't. Oh, you. shut up! We got a kid on the phone, flipping it. And also, I think that um, the safe, safety's been a problem over the. You know, a lot of them wear because they're working with acrylic. Yeah, and it's yeah. got little bits. They're a lot of them wearing masks now. But I remember them being. You know, really, very, very but heady environment. But it, uh, obviously, the prices have come down, so you can go and get your nails done once a week if you wanted to, and it would it would be within the price bracket for a lot of people. But I'm guessing if if they were around in the eighties, it would be, would have been a lot more expensive. It would have been a lot more exclusive, or it's kind of a chicken and an egg thing. Which came first? The, the, you know, people having fancy nails on TV or nail bars becoming 
affordable. You know, because it's another thing. Because back in... OK, here's the thing. It's, I'm, I'm getting there now. I, I was kicking it around because I knew there was a point. When I was a kid, uh, in the 70s, my mum would, would cut her nails and she'd put nail varnish on. And that was it. That was it. She'd, cut, she'd file them and she'd put nail varnish on. And that was it. And she'd keep that nail varnish on for three, four days, however long it lasted, then, then take it off and put it on again. And that was nail care. So at some point, someone... A magazine, a TV show, a celebrity. Someone must have done a thing about, hey, there's these new things out there. And they're called nail bars. And you can sit there and get your nails done. And if you don't like your nails, they'll stick plastic nails on there. And it it must have been another part of this cycle of making stuff up that we don't really need to turn a dollar. It must be, mustn't it, Lauren? I think so, yeah. Some person on the telly will have had pretty nails and everyone else would have gone, I want that. Okay. Yeah, there's that. All right, Lauren, listen, thank you very much for that. Excuse me, sorry I didn't get to speak to Mo as much as you wanted to. But yeah, the 70s, it was, Mum would cut the nails and file the nails and paint the nails. That was it. That was it. Um, And now everyone goes to a nail bar and has... Everyone goes to a nail bar and has fake nails stuck on their fingers. Does anybody... Does anybody just have, like, their own nails and do it? Yours... Well, but you... But, yeah. Uh, okay. So you do. Mm-hmm. I used to... I, I have had acrylics in the past, but it wrecked my nails. But if you're st- and I didn't need them, really. No, I had well, decent that, nails. This is it. You don't need them. It's a made-up thing that is... That, that we, everything was fine before we had it. Then once it was invented and sold to the masses, we all needed it. We all need. I actually went to one once, and she said she looked at my nails. She went, "But your nails are fine." Right. Wow. I should have listened, shouldn't I? Um, and then you can't open cans with them and stuff. It's ridiculous. And normally, once those things are out there, you can't put the genie back in the bottle. You can't get rid of it. The only exception to that I can think of is the AIDS fish. Remember the fish? Oh yeah, I fancied the dead those. skin. I fancied that, but then it. But then someone went, um, yeah, what? What if they? What if they actually eat the 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 foot of someone who's got like AIDS or um, Hep C or something like that that's transmittable? Is there a risk? Oh, there's a risk, but it's a tiny touch. Stop it! Just stop it then, because that's really, really bad. That's the only one I can think where the genies had to go back in the bottle. Everything else, some beds maybe that's sort of dying well, out. Well, some it? beds, some beds changed to um, to the 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 e-cigarette equivalent of some beds, spray tans, didn't they? The booths, the spray booths. There still are some bed shops. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah. I remember, you know, having a neighbour who had a sunbed in her in her the spare room. room. Yeah, and once, you could see it going once blue. Once the kid moved out to work, <laughs> then the sunbed would come in, and you could see it yeah. going blue. Yeah, totally. Um, oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand. Good evening, Hamo. Yo yo. Yeah. I used to go around to my auntie and uncles, and they had a uh, tanning bed. Did you use it? On it? Yeah, when I was like fifteen. No. And, and what did it? What did it feel like? It felt warm. Yeah. And kind of bright. And did you? That's you had to wear good. the little black swimming goggles, did you? Yeah, uh, they were red ones. Right. I had. Okay, and you got a suntan. Remember, I remember putting on Watch the Story Morning Glory and just lying back <laughs> and sweating. I remember being very wet. <laughs> It is quite soothing, isn't it? But, you know, obviously dangerous. Well, yeah, that's it. But they are, they are... I went in one of those stand-up ones once when I was getting ready for my sister's wedding. But the the sunbed or a spray? No, you stand up. 
and it's it's got all those like um because it's different now because it. it's different the, 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 if i got this right the ones that they used to have that that maybe hemo's talking about that was like the blue fluorescent yeah, tubes like and you'd have to be in there in. It was lying on a light yeah and you had to be in there for like half an hour mm-hmm. but then the ones you're talking about it's like that's like a little 10 minute five minute jobby isn't it it, it depends how long you go in there and what your skin type they're like. basically the originals i don't know about these ones the original ones they're just cancer machines aren't they aren't they they're not great but here's the thing, here's the thing, right? And again, it's another, I don't know what you've called in about Hammer, we'll get to it in a second, I'm sure, but it's white people want to be blacker and black people want to be whiter. Some. Massive, ge- that's it, I'm saying, massive, massive generalisation. Massive generalisation. How, how do black people become whiter? Well, um, with, by using makeup and by using bleaching, bleaching products. There's a, there's a big, um, con- well, you go to Michael Jackson being obviously the most famous, right? Yeah, but he had vitiligo, didn't he? Uh, I don't buy that for one second. I don't nah. buy. I don't he, buy he that. He definitely for... had some. But I then come on. Bleached then. the rest. Okay, then why did he try and have his? Why did he he have a Roman nose constructed? Because uh, his nose fell off. It often happens with vitiligo sufferers. Hemo, come on, man! You've been, why, why? You have been sucked into this. Michael Jackson wanted to look oh, white. Yeah. He had Fair a Roman. Yeah, if his nose did. fell off, you'd get the same nose bill, or one slightly better. He had a, 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 a Roman Caucasian nose built for him. That is, you know, that is. It, it, it was for all intents and purposes. He looked like a white man. Well, like a white woman. Well, looked like a white woman. Towards the end of his life, there have been. And he had white kids as well. Yeah, there's been outcry about um, Beyonce sometimes appearing lighter. Than perhaps her natural skin tone is. Show or business. maybe she is lighter, but she darkens up for. No, no, no. show business still favours lighter skinned black people. But also, there was an. I did hear a thing, and it was a couple of years ago. It was a thing, and I think it was on Radio Four about um, how some black women. Massive generalisation, and I'm desperately trying to remember a show from a couple of years ago. But some black women feel that as dark-skinned mm-hmm. black women, they cannot achieve as much as white women or lighter-skinned black women. There is there is a perceived hierarchy amongst the black community that, that, that quite often, massive generalisation, lighter-skinned black people will look down on darker-skinned black people in the same way that some white people look down on black people. It's, yeah. it's kind of, it's, it's a, kind of a, a hierarchy of darkness. So a lot of very dark uh, black women... And by the way, if you know more about this than me, please give me a call, because I'm aware I'm probably offending loads of I'm people. I'm here, I'm here, I'm on the phone right but now. You don't know nothing about it! You thought Michael Jackson's <laughs> nose fell off! Um, but, 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 um, and so they, 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 they think that, that by making themselves lighter, they will be able to get further ahead in life and better jobs and better husbands and better prospects and things. Anyway, Hemo, go on, go on, go on, go on. What, what did you want? What do I want? Okay, well, you know, as a male, yes, you're, you're like 15 years older than me. All right, mate. Uh, personal question. How brown is your willy? Because they get browner as you get older, don't they? And now you've been talking about anus bleaching. I've just been looking at penis bleaching. What? Don't. And it's a proper thing. Talk to him. I'm going to have a little look at my willy. He's talking about his penis, though. I'm going to have a look at my willy. I'm not talking about mine. I was talking about Ian's. I know, Mine's but you... lovely and pink still. Right, yeah, now um... you're talking about yours. And Ian's not <laughs> here, so up. this is inappropriate. Hashtag me too. You brought it up, Catherine. Why are you get... bringing it Why up Why did you try well, and get right? me alone before you said this? <laughs> I was like coming it. back now. Yeah, what's hey, the verdict? Hey, been talking to me about his willy. Have you got oh, the Dulux chart out? This is not okay. It's quite Wait, brown. It my balls chart? are very pink. Up? My testicles are very pink, but my willy's quite brown, yeah. Oh, God. How brown? Are we talking sort of 
It's Walnut. Not, what do you want? A Dulux <laughs> paint chart? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's um, a very, a very milky coffee. But do you remember it being pinker? Yes, I do, yeah. yeah. But it definitely has got darker. Would you ever yeah. consider whitening it or bleaching it or whatever? Um, who's bothered? Who's it bothering? Well, who's the anal thing bothering? Exactly. So stop. Exactly. Everyone I stop. love a good brown bummel. <laughs> okay, thanks very much for calling. Bye-bye. <laughs> I'm glad we can talk about this like adults. Um, there we go. Lightning. Uh, here we go. Let's go to a break and then we'll talk about penis um, lightning. The Late Night Alternative with Ian Lee. Unfiltered Night Talk with the original king of unconventional conversation on talk radio. We have ways of making you talk. Undergoing procedures to lighten the skin of the genitals, a nasser groin area has become increasingly popular in the past year. Laser bleaching of private areas is carried out by using a type of laser which damages or kills the cells that produce melanin, the pigment that gives skin its color. Most clients have to undergo a few laser sessions before achieving a desired result, and each session usually takes 10 to 15 minutes. Laser bleaching comes with small risks of infection and scarring, and should always be carried out in a professional clinic setting. Skin lightening can also be carried out at home using a bleaching cream. However, professionals recommend to visit a clinic before embarking on any at-home treatments as bleaching creams can cause damage if not applied correctly. This is particularly important when bleaching the sensitive skin on the genitals or anus. Anus is a robot reading this. <laughs> Popularity of bleaching private parts has been linked to several high-profile celebrities, such as Kourtney Kardashian, publicly admitting to having these procedures done. HB Health of Knightsbridge, a leading medical aesthetic clinic based in London, reported a 23% in the number of people, men and women, asking for anal bleaching in 2017. I'm tempted to get my bum bleached. Stop it. I'm tempted. Started with the flipping shaving and now this. Started with a kiss. (laughs) You're spending too much time looking at it. 03444991000 is the telephone number. Um, Let's go to Nigel. Good evening, Nigel. Hello. Would you bleach your anus? Certainly not. (laughs) Okay. Okay. Just we're giving it away tonight on the show and uh, to our millions. Um, What colour would you like it? Um, Purple. uh, Um... (laughs) That's my favourite colour. God. Purple. Uh, it, is, it is Ian, isn't it? I'm, I can't hear very clearly. I'm just going to change ear rolls. That's better. Oh, as long as it's just your ear roll that's changing. Um, Nigel, well, I've, not, I've not been able to buy It's Nigel's Time on iTunes yet. Uh, no, because I, I, I haven't put it on yet. But, okay. um, I'm not sure what's going on, but it's not... I, I rang up to tell you my mum's had a fall oh, in hospital. Mate, I'm sorry to hear uh, that. What happened? Last, last Friday, she fell out, um, gashed her head and broke her wrist, and she's 88. So I've been in, in every day to see her oh, in um, Pembury Hospital. How's she doing? Yeah. Uh, well, she can't walk about because her legs are swollen. She, yeah. she couldn't walk very well before. That's why she fell over in the garden. 
But um, oh, man. she's not too bad. But I, she's going to be in hospital a few weeks, I think. Actually, and are you in the ha- are you in the house on your own? Yeah, but I've had to do everything: the washing, cooking, yeah, and, and the shopping. So I've been entirely. That's why I haven't rung you. And I'm have you have you when we all know that when Mum's out of the house. And the yeah. young people left to do the shopping. They just buy five boxes of cocoa pops and mm-hmm. um, microwave chips. Is that what you've been buying? No, I've been doing. I've been doing quite well, really. I've been, yeah, I've been doing quite well considering I've not been done cooking for ages. Yeah. Okay. Anyway, that, but I, you don't feel like eating a lot when when no. she's in the hospital. Well, it but you you do have to eat to keep your strength up. She needs you strong for her. The hot weather, the hot weather as well is enough to put you off a big uh, hot meal, isn't it? Yes. 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 Don't you agree, Ian? Oh, I, t- I do I'm agree. Doing, I'm doing okay. I'm keeping myself occupied with me, me dumbbell, me weights, and that every yeah. and me, me laptop, of course, keeps well, me occupied. I bet it does. And uh, and of course, doing the housework as well. Yeah. But, um, well, God, I wish we all wish your mum the very I, best. Yeah, I am so upset. I'm sorry. Oh, Nigel. I've man. been cry. I cried all day Friday because the blood was. I had to pick her up from the garden yeah. onto a chair. Oh man! And the blood was put. The blood was all over me, and it. Her head was gashing with blood, and yeah. it's. And uh, she's got a black a black eye now. It looks terrible. Well, well, here's the thing though. Mm-hmm. Old older people when they fall, they bruise a lot more than I younger know, people. And it takes longer to heal yeah, as well. But it doesn't. It? It, it it looks worse on older people than than. Oh, it, it looks actually, terrible. Yeah. yeah. But it looks worse than it so probably sorry is. For yeah. I feel so sorry for her. And then she cried. When she cried in hospital, it broke my heart. Of course it did, mate. Yeah. Of course it did. Uh, have you got anyone, have you got any friends or any family that can help or um, you can go and talk no, to? No, they're in Norwich, my family. And they and I rung up, told them last night, but they won't come to see me. Oh, man. And I haven't seen them for 20 years, my brother and, and his family. They've all got cars and they never visit they're not going to see me before I die if I don't hurry up, you know. So, why, why does your brother not see you? If you don't mind me asking, that's quite well, a personal question. He, he won't go out the house because his wife can't get him to go out the house because he's got agoraphobia. Wow, gosh. And, um, yeah, but the other people, the, 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 his grown-up children could bring his wife or whatever. Well, yeah, um, that's sad. Not, I want to see my grandchildren and I can't because it's too, it's too awkward for me to... To go there well, listen, don't worry, don't, right. don't worry about them. You've told them what's going on, and if they choose not to come... I think it's terrible for them not to come and see their own, his own mum. Yeah, yeah, that's, that is, but, uh, you know, from what you've said, you he's know, got it, his own nothing, nothing else, sorry, nothing else is so important as as that, really. I mean, it's direct. Oh, Nigel, we've lost oh, you. We're losing you a bit. Go and stand by a window. <laughs> Nigel? Nigel? No, Nigel? <laughs> Nigel, we can't hear you? I'm here. There you go. Don't move from I'll that spot. I'll just change ears again. Okay, maybe it's your ears. Um, well, listen, don't, um, try not to worry about them and try and focus on yeah, Mum. No, I'm so worried about Mum that she's not going to come home. You know? <laughs> oh, mate. Well, let's listen. They can do miracles <laughs> in hospital. Um, how long have they said that she might stay in there for? Well, she's got to go to another hospital after this one to to to, to get even better. They reckon. Yeah. But okay. I can't believe it. I can't believe she's going to get better. But, oh man. Well, because she can't walk. No. Um. But but 
But that's no reason to keep her in hospital sitting there but with no one to talk to, is well, it? Well, no, but if, mm. you know, if they're keeping her in there, they're doing it because they want her to get as strong as she possibly can. But they, but they said the only thing wrong with her is her bro- she broke her wrist. That's the only serious thing wrong with her, they said. Yeah. Yeah. So that's good in a way, isn't it? Well, that's great in a way, but I'm guessing they want to make sure that she she eats well and that she rests. They said she'll have to have carers coming for a while. That's 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 quite probable. That would be all right, though, wouldn't yeah. it? it well, yes, yeah, but I, I I do help her with the shopping yeah, yeah. and everything but and they, the housework. But, they, but carers are professionals, and they'll be able to help yeah. you out a little bit. Yeah, yeah. I mean, obviously, I, I need some help. Yeah, of so course you do. Help as well. Now. Of course you do. Yeah. Um. Oh, thank you, Ian, for listening to me. Hey, listen, buddy, you give us a call any time. Hey, it's Mum. We're allowed to cry about Mum's cause. We're allowed to cry about anything. I lost my dad with cancer. He died at fifty, younger than me. My dad of cancer. Yeah. And and I understand what James James is going through as well. Yeah. 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 And it all gets on top of you, doesn't it? It's life, isn't it? It's the circle of life, Mm. man. It's hard work at times. Listen, there'll be a lot. I was going to ask. Sorry, Ian. I was going to ask you a while a while ago. Perhaps you could put one of my records on to iTunes for me, because I don't know how to. I don't, Nigel's I, time. I don't really know how to do it either, I'm afraid, Nigel. No. Oh, somebody if else you, did it for you before? Yeah, someone did it for me. If you were to send it mm. to me, I'd certainly play it on the radio. It, yeah. It's Nigel's yeah. time. Um, well, I haven't got a copy of the, the proper finished version. Okay. It's on the YouTube. Of what? Nigel? It's, on, Ni- it's Nigel's time. It's Nigel's time. It's on time. YouTube, yeah. Yeah, it's under... Um, What's it called? Uh, well, well, it's a record. You know the well, it's a thing that Talksport yeah. did. That's under that. Nigel from Nigel Maidstone. Nigel from Maidstone. Well, it's a jukebox. Yes, but yes, that's not. That's it's not. It's Nigel time, though, is it? Yes, it's Nigel's time and the joke. The two songs that I sent to Mike Graham. Hang on, here we go. Oh, that's the one, yeah. Is it? That's the one. Here we go. This is actually quite surprisingly good. Here we go. Tuning in, calling up, talking to the nation. Sing my song, melody for your adoration. Eight night phone in time, keeping you away. It's our time, it's our time to shine. A full night is entertainment time. And make my point. It's exciting. <laughs> I'm inviting you for another day. It's our time, it's our time to shine. Up all night, it's entertainment time. 
Go, Nigel. That's a cracking song. Pardon? That's a cracking song. It's a catchy song, isn't it? Yeah. Quite catchy. It's catchy and cracking. It's cratchy. It's not bad at all. It's catchy. But it was some someone called um, Simon. Yes. I don't don't know his other name. Simon. He was um, uh, a film producer that worked with Kylie Minogue, who came to my house okay. to record it on a, a laptop uh, thing first, and yeah. then finished it off in the studio. Well, he's done a great job, and you've so, done a great job. You should be very proud of yourself. They spent a few, yeah, I was lucky to have it done. They spent a few hundred quid on it yeah. to, um, to make it, yeah, in the studio. Hey, um, listen, listen, Nigel, you give yeah, us a call yeah. any time you want, and if you want to phone yeah. up and just have a cry about mum, you'll be very welcome to. Yeah. If you want to phone up and sing or be silly, whatever, okay. you can phone up and do it, all right? Thanks, Ian. Sending lots I, of love I, to you I, and I your mum. I'm frightened, to, I, I'm frightened to talk about it in case you'll get upset again. But Don't um, you worry, it's good. To, um, you, you, if you, you can get upset. It's just me, you and Kath here, so you can get upset with yeah, us any time you want, mate. I know. Well, I, I, I rung you because I was um, fed up of being on my own. Sorry. Yeah. Uh, well, you give us... Yeah. Make sure you talk to us if you don't talk God to anyone you, else. Then. Take care, man. Lots of love to your mum. God bless you, Ian. Bye, bye Nigel. Nigel. Bye, 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 bye. I do worry, and um, you know, I'm sure Nigel's mum is going to be fantastic and be well, and will come out when she's fit and well. But me, we have talked, I think, off air, maybe on air. I do worry about what will happen when Nigel's mum isn't around anymore, and what happens to Nigel. I didn't know he had a brother. It's the first time we've had that little glimpse into uh, his life. It's a worry, and there are lots of people out there like Nigel, and by like Nigel, I guess I mean um vulnerable fragile souls different yeah different to whom the world is a little bit of a mystery and um well best of luck um sunny's got this show summed up uh sunny says on twitter only this show would have me considering anal bleaching one minute then getting teared up for poor M- nigel and his mum the next that's, that's the late that's why we call it the late night alternative um let's try sheila good evening sheila hi Ian. hello sheila Hello, I have spoken to you before, but yes. normally I'm a little bit... Um, Drunk. Yes. Hey! Tipsy. I was going to say tipsy, but yes. Drunk. And I thought, just for once, I'll phone you oh, when I'm not. Oh. Because I have been watching the football, which I know you don't probably approve of. I don't, I don't mind. My boys listening. have been watching the football. I don't really care either way. Yeah. But it means I've not listened to you for quite a long time, actually. Oh, well, in so that I case, I do. I, I, going on. I don't mind. I don't approve. Yes. In that case. Oh, nice watch, yeah. Catherine. Thanks. I've just seen Catherine's new watch. <laughs> so I thought, why? Sorry, Sheila. I thought, why is Kath That's sitting in a really strange way all evening? I kept looking over. It's a really odd power post. Oh, because she's bought a new watch that she told me about earlier today and I forgot to. Oh, wonderful. Look at, look what watch yesterday? I had it yesterday. Wait, well, tell us about this. What? Tell me and Sheila about this watch, Catherine. Well, I don't wear watches normally huh? because I'm rubbish with them, yeah. and because don't I don't wa- wear them, I never wear them. I also have an innate sense of how long things take. I think it's through working in radio for twenty years. Okay. I know that I can get from here to the loo and back again if it's a wee, two minutes max, and you know, hands washed and everything. And I'm the sort of person who can put something in the microwave and arrive back in the kitchen just as it goes ping, because wow. I don't. So I don't need. A watch necessarily, but <laughs> I fancied one, and I've just bought the girls, my little girls, a watch each, and we're talking about telling the time. And I thought, do you know what? The time might be right for me to buy myself a watch. And I've been looking for one for ages that I liked, and um, I haven't found one. And then the other day, I I saw one, and it's um, it's massive. It's massive. <laughs> you're quite wee, but that is a massive and I've watch. Got spindly little wrist, and you're probably looking at it every like minute or 30 seconds I still you forget. love it and you can't stop looking at it no i still forget that i'm wearing it so i'll be looking for my phone to try and find out what time it does is. it do any games yeah it doesn't do any games but what's um, the alarm i can stop watch 
Go on, what's the alarm? Uh, it hasn't got an alarm. What? It's, it's just a grown-up's watch. What? Mm. hasn't got an alarm? No, and it doesn't tell me how unfit I am. Okay. Or where away, so or how long I was asleep. Tells time, mate. Shut up, man. Yeah. Lousers. That's nice. That's lovely. It's nice, isn't it? Well done. Well, no one else is going to buy me one. How does it in. look, Ian? It is it looks... Like a... It looks... Well, I'll tell you what it looks is like. It like blingy, or...? It, you know, um... You know, like, um... Um, markets in the 80s. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. And your, your dad would, would come back with a bit of tap for your mum. And uh, she'd go, I hate it. I've got and he'd go, a, I've got a drawer of them, actually. She'd go, I, she'd go, I hate boxes. it. Well, it only it cost me a fiver. You'll bloody wear it. Um, it looks like that. No, it doesn't. Okay. <laughs> it's not too blingy. I, I, the reason I held off is because all the watches I found, because it looks like one of those, it's you know, very, the ones that look nice. like sort of an old fashioned man's metal watch, right? And they're quite yeah. big, and they look quite cool on women, I think. Yeah. So I've been looking for one for ages. It's a woman's watch, but doesn't have loads of like cubic zirconia around the outside of it and stuff. I don't want to look like I'm, you cubic know, zirconia. Kim Kardashian. I don't, I don't, I don't want blingy, blingy, blingy. Well, bling. you, to, if you want to look like the Kardashians, you know what you've got to do. You've got to <laughs> yeah. Get that bleach and a blowpipe out. I was focusing on the wrong Anyway, end. <laughs> Sheila, what have you got for us tonight, Sheila? Uh, I had like you talked about so many topics, yeah. and like I said, I've not. Um, listen for a little while. Um, there's so many that I don't know which one to go with, actually. You go with anyone. Um, go on. Have you, have you ever had your bum bleached? No. Uh, that, that is one of my lists, because I did think about, I'm going to write a list, because normally yeah. Yeah. I don't know what to say. Yeah. But that's one of them. Um, but that relates to the other one, which is about racism. And I think, yeah. you know, I think a little while ago you were talking about um, racism. Yeah. And you were talking about how maybe... People that are mixed race and people that are—I um, don't know what to say now. No, but I don't. Listen, we're going to—we're probably going to gonna say the wrong thing. I didn't mention mixed race, but yeah, I, I was talking about how how it, quite often this is a massive generalisation, but some yes, lighter-skinned black people look that. down on darker-skinned black people. It's—it's it, it, yes. not everyone, but it's, it, it is a common and thing, that's I believe. What I was going to say actually. So um, there is a, one of the biggest issues in racism actually is between. People that are very, I don't know, it sounds awful, very black, yeah. and people that are mixed race. Yeah. Because there's a lot of, um, I don't know, rivalry, but there shouldn't be. No, there's does that still go I know that used to go anyone, on. I know that used to I, go on I in the 80s. I, 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 there's lots of people that I know that have experienced that. Yeah. And if they're mixed race, they suffer racism from people that are not mixed race, yeah. but maybe that are black. And the same way the other, other way around. Yeah. And there is a lot of that. And like that's also why a lot of perhaps um, black people do bleach their skin. Yeah. And um, it, it is a massive problem. It's probably more of a problem than black and white racism, okay. actually. Okay. I just here's, here's the thing. Here's the thing. Right. Here's, here's the thing. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. Hello. Here's the thing. Right. Everybody wants to look different. You know, everybody mm-hmm. uh, w- wants to look slimmer, taller, shorter, broader, more muscular, darker, lighter. You, you want to look a little bit off under the chin, the nose you want. Every, everyone, yeah. everyone wants to look different. I, I, I hate my legs. I'd love to have straight, muscular legs instead of these horrible, bent, bandy. Th- everyone wants to look oh, a bit I bet different. You, I bet you've got long legs. I've got Very long legs, long but legs. they're but they're horrible. But, but here's All the thing. I've wanted is long legs all my life. Sheila's, so, Sheila's flirting well. with me, I think. Um, she just wants your legs. But... <laughs> they wouldn't fit you, Sheila. What's that, what's that film, Boxing Helena? <laughs> Oh yeah, I've never seen that. No. But I've heard oh, yeah. the details. 
But, 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 what, instead of, instead of companies, here's, here's what, what would be great, right? Instead of companies like Clinique and Maybelline and all of these things, instead of companies spending billions on offering treatments and creams and potions that made us look different, what if these companies spent the same amount of money on telling us that we look beautiful as we are? What, what if Maybelline spent a, a billion pounds on telling everyone, you know what? You're all right. The way you are, you're all right. You're forgetting that advert we keep laughing at when yeah, we go to the cinema. Yeah, some do do that, actually. Olay mm. try and do that. Yeah. And there, there are some companies... No, they don't. Olay don't tell you you're beautiful. Olay tell you you could be more beautiful. Go on, Catherine. We went to the cinema. We've been a few times, haven't we, in the last couple of months. And there's an advert playing at the moment for Max Factor. Yeah. And it's all about, okay. you're beautiful. I know, I, I understand. Buy some makeup. You're beautiful. Yeah. It's like... This enhances your natural beauty by, you know, and, and what they're doing is, you know, slathering women in makeup. Um, so they can't tell there you are, that you're fine I, as you I'm are because then you wouldn't buy anything. There, but that, there are some companies that are trying to undermine them and they're doing really well at the moment. Some really good skincare companies yeah. that are not advertising on TV. Right. And they are... They're great products, so yeah. But if Catherine wants to know them. I don't. Sure she knows them I don't because it, it's all balls, and you know this, right? And them saying you're fine as you are. That what they're saying is you'd be fine as you are once you just a little, little if bit. If you of, use a little bit of this, because they can't yeah. say you're okay, because then they've got nothing to sell you. But this is what made me think about like a lot of the topics are related today. So I wanted to talk about racism between oh. like black and mixed um, race people, yeah. but. And also, I'm I'm not white, so I can say that I'm not being racist. So um, I was going to talk about we <laughs> said about um, huh? I don't like saying this, but anal bleaching. Here we go. Yeah. And I wondered if maybe that's a racist thing as well. Like people don't want something that's Bra- brown on not their body. White. Yes. I don't it think. What, I don't think. White, I don't think. I don't think I don't white people. Shut up! <laughs> I don't think white people getting their bum holes bleached is a racist. Especially because it comes from porn, where the fake tan is like king. No, yeah. no one's well, pasty I, white in that. It that, comes originally from porn, but I, I think the porn connection is, is is kind of distant history now. I think the Kardashian thing is more is more prevalent. Why, why does it matter? Like, I guess this is my Catholic upbringing well, here. Yeah. I don't, I don't know why you would get that intimate with somebody if they didn't just love you anyway. Exactly. I love your, I I love your dirty (laughs) bum hole. If you get, as long as it's clean, if you get to the point where someone is, is that close that they can inspect it, they must quite like you anyway. Yes. And worry about the colour of it. (laughs) I I mean, that's just so odd. If they're going to if they're going to turn their noses up at it, they've got no right to be looking at it in the first place. Frankly, absolutely. Sheila, <laughs> thank you very much for that. Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand. That was sober Sheila. That was um, she's chatty, isn't she? Revelation, isn't she? This is the late night alternative with Ian and Kath on Talk Radio across the UK, online and on DAB. The late night alternative with Ian Lee on Talk Radio. Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand. So we had the um, interview with Gemma Collins yesterday with Now Magazine. Yeah, that was great. Dan read her book. But by the way, we've been loads of requests. We have to get a copy of that book, and you have to read it in that voice. <laughs> book at bedtime. Yeah, yeah. You have to read it. All right, babe. See if you can bag a free one. All right. If they're sending any out. 
Anyway, PDT on um, Twitter said, oh, I've got a similar interview for you. This is from Doctor Who magazine, right? And it's with Clive Swift. Now, I think Clive Swift played the husband of Hyacinth Bouquet in Keeping Up Appearances, right? Yes. And he appeared in a couple of episodes of Doctor Who. So it's a page interview done in the same style as the Gemma Collins interview. It's the whole transcript is there, the questions and the answers. I'll read it. It gets a bit boring in the middle, so I'll skip the middle bit, but I'll read the beginning. It's one page, right? Um, Hello, Clive. I'm recording this interview on tape. Is that okay? Don't you know shorthand? It's a dying art, isn't it? I find that dictaphones are more reliable in interview situations. I want to quote what you say uh, accurately. A lot of actors won't do interviews on tape. I've never noticed that in almost a decade of doing this job. I'm an actor. As soon as you switch that thing on, I'm performing. I think you'll find the proper journalists know shorthand. Now, nobody knows shorthand in Twitter. I remember my mum learning shorthand, Bitman 2000. Um, and we would have to test her at home. No one does shorthand My now. dad did when he was training to be a journalist. And when I was about to start my training newspaper journalists still had to do it right. but because i was in radio and telly yeah. we didn't have to but dictaphones everyone's got a little digital record your phone put your phone down on there now and record it mm-hmm. do you want to make sure you get it spot on well also people say denying that they've said stuff these days yeah. it's always wise to have a hard copy covers your ass mm-hmm. i think you'll find i'm not a proper journalist in that case don't be silly i'm quite aggrieved why should i do this i'm not getting paid am i awkward silence well Get on with it! Oh, God. I turned to stuff it. Right. Could you tell me a bit about your character in Voyage of the Damned? You don't need me to tell you that. Have you read the script? That's what I perform. You can tell them about my character. What a silly question. To be honest, I just open interviews like that to make the person feel comfortable, as it's not too difficult to answer. It's not working, is it? I don't have anything to say. I'll try another. What was your initial reaction to the script? Terrific! What qualities do you think make a script terrific? What would you say? I'm sure we can agree. What ingredients do you admire? Fast, colourful scripts, but with proper emotion. On Doctor Who, this is? Well, I wouldn't know, because I don't know any other Doctor Who scripts. But this chap, Russell T. Davis, seems to be a phenomenon. He not only invents all these strange and wonderful creatures from God knows where, but he's managed to get in a lot of humour. Unfortunately, it's the Doctor who has most of the humour. He's jealous of the Doctor! Being a comic actor, I've missed not making a few jokes. However, one does one's job. Um, goes on a bit. Um, uh, okay. Have you always wanted to act? I've always wanted to perform, which is slightly different. Having reached this enormously old age and having done a great deal professionally, I now feel able to be myself. I'm happy talking as myself. I've got my own little cabaret show. Well, I say little, but I can do a whole evening. I do it with a young girl. I tell stories about my career, brackets, chats at length about his show, close brackets. I call it Richard Bouquet Overflows, because I'm rather fed up with people just thinking me of Richard, which they often do. Then why would you put the name of the character in the title if you're fed up with people thinking? Right. Do people shout Richard at you in the street? Sometimes I tell them to F off. (laughs) Right. One final question. I think that's more than enough, isn't it? How many pages are you going to have on Mr. Copper? 
Well, I was just going to ask, there's no reason why I should talk to you at all, so you shouldn't push it. I'm sure you'll write something very nice. Stony silence. I know that you all think that this is a big world, this who business, but it isn't. There are much bigger things than this. Maybe, but it means a lot to a great many of us. Yeah, yeah, goodbye. Clive Swift was talking to Benjamin Cook. I mean, that is just incredible, isn't it? Absolutely beautiful. What an absolute ass of a human being. Incredible scenes, man. Incredible. So, is that what got published? It wasn't an article. That's what. That's Beautiful. The, that's the whole page that was published. And that, isn't my it, friends, is great. Isn't it fantastic? Apparently, it's quite a famous interview. I don't know. Where, I don't know when it was done. How recently it was done? But um, to be jealous of the of Doctor Who in Doctor Who getting all the funny lines. I mean, flipping heck, man. There are no such thing as small parts, only small actors. Oh, yeah. Um, what, have you got something? Did you say you about No, to... no, I'm just okay. writing to Gemma Collins' publishers to see if I might obtain a copy of her tome. <laughs> OK. <laughs> oh, three. Well, can someone tell me, when did that interview appear in that Doctor Who magazine? Because that's great. And there should be more honest... Well, do you know, I think in this day and age, actually... Yeah. There is more honest reporting. When you know, when stars have always been dicks, uh, you'd expect it not of like a, a bit part player like that, but like a, you know, big movie stars and, and rock stars have always been idiots. But quite often, it's been covered up. Um, but uh, 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 there is more honesty. It's one of my things. There is more honesty, but also I think there's more dishonesty as well. I think the extremes have widened because if 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 my if I can get an interview with. Oh, gosh, I don't know. Uh, uh, Kim Kardashian or one of the Kardashians for my website. And she keeps me waiting for two hours and then comes in and won't look at me, won't look at me and won't talk to me and um, uh, hands me a sheet of questions that I have to ask. It's very unlikely I'm going to go on my website and say, well, and Kim Kardashian's sister was a dick because that could potentially prevent other celebrities coming on and, and doing that. It's a, it's a weird one, but then there are some reporters who will not play that game because... Hey, what's going to get more clicks these days? Um, that or uh, some butt-kissy yeah, article where it's all very blah, blah, no, blah. I think, there's still a, I think there's still a very, very big market for the butt-kissy article. You're just a feisty young buck um, who's had your fingers burnt many, many times, and you, you, know, you would print the truth. But I, I do think... That there are, I, I think there are lots of there are a lot of young people, and I'm talking teenagers, very very early twenties, who are journalists now, who are interviewing celebrities, who are typing. You know, I've had stories about me written by kids. I would consider eighteen, nineteen, twenty kids to to put on a website because it's all about clicks. Um, but but so. so I can't remember where I was going with that. Anyway, kids, I hate kids. They'll kids. just write what they're told. Yeah, they'll just write what they're told. Um. Oh three four 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 nine nine one uh four no what's hang on what's the number three oh th- right let me do that again oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand is the telephone number another hour of this to go when we come back I'm going to play you a song that I'd forgotten about today and I found myself singing to my youngest my six year old son and I said do you know this song you went no and I went oh oh this is a great song and then I found it. On YouTube, because you can find everything on YouTube these days. And I, I played it thinking, I wonder if this, this song isn't going to stand up. Not only did this song stand up, it was better 
than I remember. It's an amazing piece of music that if you're over 35, you'll know. And if you're under 35, you, you possibly won't know and you should know. It's incredible. I'll play it after the news. 0344-499-1000, the late night alternative on talk radio. Across the UK, online and on DAB. The wild man of late night radio, Ian Lee. Differently interesting nocturnal emissions from a legend of late night radio. On air and off the leash. The late night alternative with Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We'll get you talking. Oh three four four. 499-1000, The Late Night Alternative with Ian Lee and Catherine Boyle. Weeknights from 10. Don't forget, we've got two podcasts. I'm in here, Catherine, I'm on the radio. Doing my job. We've got two podcasts you can listen to. There is a best of this show, which goes out every night about 7 o'clock. And you can get that on Acast or on iTunes or if you go to talkradio.co.uk. And we also do a weekly show, which is called The Rabbit Hole, which is a, a, um, a live show in front of uh, an audience and we ha- the next one we are recording will be on July the 28th in Manchester at the 3 minute theatre in Manchester Saturday evening um there's only about 10 tickets left I say only it's a small venue so actually it's quite a big percentage but if you want them go and get them um go to uh, ianlee.com slash events that's where you need to go to ianlee.com slash events that's also got um where you can get tickets for edinburgh and glasgow i mean september and uh, bath and brighton as well ianlee.com slash uh, events and i know that the the, the the kind of a long way away it kind of makes it a little bit easier for us if we know how many people are coming so if you if you're going to come book a ticket early because otherwise we might end up cancelling it oh three Four 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 nine nine one thousand is the telephone number. If you want to give us a call, you'd be um, you'd be very, very welcome to. Oh, I'll play you that song in a bit. But before I do that, which one of these should we do? Uh, Here we go. Could there be life on Saturn's moon? Yes, please. By Colin Fernandez, the science correspondent. We may not have found a colony of little green men just yet. Oh, for God's sakes, Colin, you can do better than that. Crying out loud, man. But we could be a step closer. For scientists have discovered that one of Saturn's moons carries all the ingredients needed for life to evolve. Thank you very much. Complex carbon-based molecules have been detected erupting from the crust of Enceladus. I get it bleached. Uh, the discovery... I get the, cr- the crust ripped off, then get it bleached. The discovery by NASA's Cassini spacecraft mean the moon, means the moon has all the building blocks for simple life forms. Wowzers. Dr. Christopher Glein on the Southwest Research Institute in San Antonio, Texas said... Boy, this moon is the only body besides Earth known to simultaneously satisfy all of the basic requirements for life as we know it. Oh, man. Jump into the end of the story, because you know my theory, right, is that we we lived on Mars. There was a war on Mars. There was some kind of natural phenomenon, one of the two, and some of us managed to escape to Earth, but then all of our technology over time has, has gone, right? Anyway. 
Condi- conditions on Mars were conducive to life evolving some 100 million years earlier than it did on Earth, according to researchers. This is pretty much backing up my theory. An analysis of meteorites has shown that the surface of the red planet cooled down much sooner than previously thought. They've put that previously thought, but that's because Colin Fernandez is, is, is an idiot. The team from the University of Copenhagen said that this provided a potential platform for life. Commenting on the findings, Linda Elkins Tanton of Arizona State University said, Boy, Mars had a head start on Earth in the planetary evolution game. We totally come from Mars. We totally, totally, totally come from Mars. Um, I don't know why you're not backing me up on that, Catherine. Well, because um, it sounds like bullshit. Well, OK, well, that's because your mind is closed. So I'm going to play a song, right? Oh. I um, just thought of it today. I was in the car with the boy and I was singing it. And it's a really fun song to sing. I thought, I, I don't know, I'll come to you in a minute. I thought, I've not thought of this song 35 years, right? And I said to the boy, I'll get it. And I'll play it. He was a bit of fidgety mood. He wasn't really into it. He wanted to get out of the car. So he did. Which boy? Big boy or little boy? Little boy. So he didn't want to listen to it. But I listened to the first 30 seconds expecting it to be crap. Right? And I thought, flipping heck, it's from 1965. Right? You'll know it. If you're over 35, you'll know it. If you're under 35, you won't know it. Sam, you won't know it. Right? And I, and I, I heard it so much as a kid. Right? It became like wallpaper. But it was a song that always intrigued me. I think it's a very psychedelic song. Not in the production and not in the sound technique. But the story is nuts. And I don't remember how the story ends. Right. So we literally heard 30 seconds. I thought, oh, I want to hear the rest of this on air. Right. Because right? I want to gauge people's reaction to it. Right. I think it, the, the 30 seconds I heard, it sounded incredible. Okay. And when you hear what it is, when you recognise it... You're going to smirk a little bit and go, oh, this is crap. But stick with it, right? Stick with it. Okay. I may have built it up a little bit too much. Here we go. Here we go. It's by Ronnie Hilton. Do you know Ronnie Hilton? No. No. Okay. I didn't know his name either. I thought it was by someone completely different. Here we go. Lived in a windmill in old Amsterdam. A windmill with a mouse in, and he wasn't browsing. He sang every morning, How lucky I am. Living in a windmill in old Amsterdam. I saw a mouse. Where? There on the stair. Where on the stair? Right there. A little mouse with clogs on. Well, I declare, go. Oh yeah This mouse he got lonesome He took him a wife A windmill with mice in It's hardly surprising She sang every morning How lucky I am Living in a windmill In old Amsterdam I saw a mouse Where? There on the stair Where on the stair? Right there A little mouse with Triplets and then they had quins A windmill with quins in 
triplets and twins in they sang every morning how lucky we are living in a windmill in Amsterdam yard I, I saw a mouse where there on the stair where on the stair right there a little mouse with paws on well I declare going quick with me clock on the stair oh yeah the daughters got married and so did the sons the windmill had christenings when no one was listening they all sang in chorus how lucky we am living in a windmill in old amsterdam i saw a mouse where there on the stair where on the stair right there a So snug and so nice There's nobody there now But a whole lot of mice Oh, I've got goosebumps at the ending I don't think I've ever heard the end before Oh, I've got go- I, I remember the ending It's so joyous And uh, honestly, I was having so much I couldn't remember the verses, right? But the chorus, I don't know why, the chorus popped into my head. And you sing it. Sing the chorus. It's so much fun to sing. I saw a mouse where... A little mouse with claws. It's so much fun to sing. My boy went, what are clogs? Wooden shoes. Those Dutch are crazy. But it's such a great song, right? And it's and I think it really, it, you know, it, it's 1965. So, um, uh, uh, Rubber Soul had happened, R- Revolver hadn't happened, right? Um, just to put it in Beatles context, but I think it sounds, it sounds like an old song, but it still sounds great. It still sounds great. It's not a thin production. It's a very fat sound. Those backing singers are great. The the some of the rhymes in there that they had a christening when no one was listening. Quins, triplets, and twins in. I mean, flipping heck, man. Some of that wordplay is really sophisticated. And I thought it was, I thought it was Val Dunican. It wasn't. It was a guy called Ronnie Hilton, who was a DJ, um, who went on to have a handful of, of hits, right? And that, I think that was the last hit he had. And he got to number 23. And when I was a kid, there used to be a program hosted by Ed Stupot Stewart. And maybe Tony Blackburn did it at one point, called Junior Choice. Junior Choice was Saturday mornings, Radio 1, sort of like 8 till 10 in the morning, something like that, 7 till 9, something like that. And they would play kids' songs, novelty songs. Kids now, they don't get novelty songs, do they? Really? Kids now, my kids have always been into the Monkees and Beyonce and um, Alicia Keys and, and that kind of stuff. They've missed out on... Um, before I got into, into pop, right, and the first pop I got into was the Thompson Twins, but I remember um, rocking out in my bedroom, bouncing on my bed to the Funky Gibbon by um, the Goodies and to that... And to all aboard with right said Fred and all of that stuff. I don't know. My kids like that lemonade stand song for yeah, a okay. long time. Okay, uh, yeah, I'll give the lemonade uh, stand props. There are, there are some summer things like that where they 
they, they tend the silly ones that tend to come out in the summer, don't they? Um, I don't know. I don't know. And probably the album that they've loved the most that's been a kind of kids album yeah. has been the Bare Naked Ladies one, Popcorn. Okay, all right, fair enough. Yeah, no, fair enough. I'll, I'll buy it. That is a great album, by the way. Um, no, I don't. But right, okay, Sam, come on, come, come, come on the microphone and tell me what you just said there. So. Paul Ross just popped his head in yeah. and said that um, the guy who sang that song is apparently a mate of Rainbow George's. I don't think it is, Paul. He's, he is a mate. Who is he? He was a mate of Ronnie somebody. Ronnie. Rainbow George was a mate of Ronnie. Ronnie. The guy that stood for. Yeah. I don't think it was Ronnie Hilton. I don't think. But. but Rainbow George knows oh, quite a lot of people. Rainbow George probably smoked a joint with him at some point. I'm sure Ronnie Hilton. By the way, Ronnie Hilton died in 2001. I look. No, I think it was a different Ronnie, but he probably does know him. Um, Why do I want to say Lane? Oh, hang on. Paul, Paul, come in. Come in. Paul, come in. Come in. Come in. Come in, man. Come in. Come, you can come into the studio. Oh, stick your fingers up at me. He's not getting paid, so of course he's not going to walk in. There we go. Go on, man. I thought it's Ronnie Carroll was his name. Ronnie Carroll, that was it. But that Ronnie Hilton song, yeah. that used to be on the radio all the yeah, time, man. Yeah. And it's a great song. You mentioned Val Dunican. You th- listen to the lyrics of Delaney's Donkey, or Rafferty's Motor Car, yeah. Paddy McGinty's Goat. They're fantastic. Yeah. They're mini short stories. And that's why they used to have, um, we should nick it here, actually. They used to have that wonderful show, didn't they? Children's Favourite Show with Ed Stupot Stewart of a Saturday morning. Junior Choice, yeah. And they play all those things like Three Wheels on My Wagon, all those yeah, great yeah, old yeah, songs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, uh, boomerang right, won't come back. Right, said Fred. Yeah. Um, Banana Boat song? Yeah. All of that stuff. Oh, the Bernard. Banana Boat song. Have you ever heard Bernard Cribbins' Winkle Picker song? I think we might have played yeah, it once, actually. Days, yeah. I think we might have played it, didn't we? Bernard Cribbins did Gossip Calypso, didn't he? He did. That's, yeah. the one that's amazing, yeah, yeah. That's that the one. one. Yeah, the gossip Calypso. Gossip, gossip Calypso. That's the one we played. And he played. was, I think, in the first uh, Doctor Who movie, wasn't he, Bernard Cribbins? I he think was. he turned up in that, yeah. He was, yeah, yeah. How's the head? He looks very sore. It, do you know what? I went to get it all cleaned up, and they. I was hoping the bandage would come off, but they, I've got to keep it on until the weekend, because it's not... You've got painkillers and stuff, or you'd rather Yeah, no, I'm, I'm, it's just Neurofem. It's on Neurofem, but it's um, okay. it's a little bit... I'm all right, I'm all right. It's the trauma. Is the you know the top of the road here, if you go up out of our building, Towers turn right. There's yeah. a great old army surplus shop. Oh yeah, yes. yeah. They've got fantastic Russian tin ha- helmets. I, I, I saw a pith helmet in there. That's not moving. Yeah. This is well. This is this. This is. I keep walking past that pith helmet and thinking, wow, I can't justify it. I'm well, skinned. But... I think you should try and get those guys on your show because it used to be run by a couple of brothers. One of them's yeah. still there. And if you get to know them, and I have, I've been shopping there thirty years, they'll take you into their basement. <gasps> What's down there is an Aladdin's cave. You should go down there with your phone and do a little report, mate. Oh, we'll it's, go it's, and do it's it. got your name all over oh, it. Oh, nice one, Paul. Thank you. Paul's, Paul will be back in a little bit. He's on at one o'clock as well through the night, so do, keep listening for that. We've got Stan. We've got Alan. We'll take your calls in a bit. Oh, three, four, 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 nine, nine, one thousand. The Late Night Alternative with Ian and Kath on Talk Radio. The Late Night Alternative with Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We'll get you talking. Oh, three, four, 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 nine, nine, one thousand. Let's go to Alan. Good evening, Alan. Good evening, mate. How are you, mate? I'm very well, thank you, Alan. You have me at a disadvantage, as I don't know your surname, but onwards and upwards. <laughs> You're right. I was listening to you the other night, and that you were on about these owls what have been attacking you, mate. Incorrect. Well, well, owl. Thank you. Correct. Let's, let's, okay. let's not exaggerate right, well, the story because people are already saying that okay. I'm making up bits of it. So let's stick to the facts. Okay. Well, I got out of my cab today. Here we go. And, um, and I had one of them great big massive blackbird things fly straight at me. There we go. They're turning. They're getting bold. They're, They're turning. turning. They are turning. It's like that film, isn't it? The bird. 
The Bird, yes. It's like that film, The Bird. Well, what, what are you going to do about it, Alan? You're not going to sit there and take that, are you? I'm a bogery, mate. I'm going to destroy the... Here we go! <laughs> the army assembles! <laughs> Whereabouts are you based, Alan? Um, I'm from Stoke, as you know, but I'm a driver, so I'm all over the country. Well, listen, let's meet up. I've got, we'll get a couple of um, bits of two before, and we'll go and stove some birds' heads in. And I'm not even joking. I'm not even joking. No, I'm not joking either, mate. Honestly, they're, they're terrible. They're getting worse, mate. They're just flying at you for no reason. Alan, listen, we're, uh, we're going to meet up. We're going to go and stove some birds' heads in. I've had enough of this. Thank you, Alan. Great call. Let's go to Stan. Good evening, Stan. Good evening. You all right? I'm good, thank you, mate. What you got for us? Yeah, I've just seen up about the colour thing. You know, the, um, like the, 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 the race thing. I don't know if you call it racism, because I don't like using the word myself, but... Yeah, you know... I think it's more about that the that the Western world and the way we are, we're more into like the middle ground with where colours concerned. We don't like things to be excessively black, people to be excessively black or excessively white, you know. Okay. I think we should come to like be in the middle. Go on, expl- I'm, I'm, I'm struggling to get what you mean. Explain what you mean. Well, you were saying that darker or, or, or less, br- less brown people yeah. look down on darker people. Uh, in some in some instances, in some instances, yes, I believe that to be to be true. In some instances, but yeah, but they're the extremes, though, aren't they? They're yeah. not the general. Yeah. In, in general, what I'm getting at it, we all sort of we all like like brown. I think uh, well, you know, we, we don't really like excessively. Here's, I don't know what we like or not, but but one day, one day in the not too distant future, we're all going to be a beautiful coffee coloured world because everyone's going to mix with everyone else and every every race is going to mix yeah and we're the, you, the, we're all just going to be a beautiful coffee color world and I, I, I it would be a shame that i'm not going to be around to see it yeah yeah you're right, absolutely right yeah there, there's some absolutely i mean like i said there's some absolutely stunningly really black women stunning i think and, and men as well yeah, you know, I don't think it's about the colour of the skin. I think it's just how they look, whether they look good to you, you know. So yeah, well, there, there, are, there are there are there are beautiful people of all shades and hues, and um, absolutely, yeah. You know, well, well, thank you yeah. for that, Stan. You're, you're, I think you're you're painting a picture of a better world. I think. Well, yeah, yeah. Well, that's what we're striving for, isn't it? That you know, would be good, wouldn't it? For our kids. Yeah, it would be good, wouldn't it? I, I do worry yeah, sometimes right, about the future, but I, I think oh. I think we're heading in the right direction. Yeah, yeah, I think if the majority stick together and just keep on the way we're going, you know, we're always going to have extremes. Do you remember, Stan? Stan, Stan, you sound about my age, maybe a little bit older. And I remember (laughs) when it was, I remember an aunt of mine, the controversy in the late 70s, early 80s, because she brought home a black boyfriend. The controversy. And I bet that, that that would still be controversial in some households today. A black boyfriend. The shame, the shame of it. There was, sh- my granddad was disgusted by it. And, uh, and that to me seems so alien. It does to me, yeah. That's, that, that's how we're shifting now. We, we really, really have moved. You know, people, I mean, there is racism, don't get me wrong. Yeah, yeah, of course there is. Loads of it. We've moved such a long way, and I, that, I think it's so much better. I mean, there's a program on TV, we all, Take the Mickey out of it, Love Island. Yeah, but there's there's mixed race, you know, mixed, mixed coloured people on there. There's, you know, they're all getting on with it, and they're just <laughs> <laughs> they are literally all getting on with it. Wow. <laughs> you know what I mean? No. I know exactly what I mean, you mean. The, 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 the colour of the people's skin in there is absolutely irrelevant. And yeah. that's watching it, 
probably been a part of it. It's, it's just not an issue. Nice one, Stan. Thank you, ma'am. 0344 499 1000 is the telephone number. Yeah, the controversy in the family. Black boyfriend. The shame. The shame. It's funny. It's not funny. It was, it was horrendous. But um, that was in, that's in my lifetime. And there will still be... Oh, that That's neck. There, you know, there will still be households where um, I'm not, I'm, you're not bringing home a black boyfriend. You're not bringing home a black girlfriend. There'll still be some of that, unfortunately. But they're getting less and less and less and less. And um, I genuinely feel that racism is getting bred out of us. You know, that each generation, we just go a little bit further in the right direction. That's a slightly naive simplistic look at it as we look at you know the, the far right you know and, and and anti-semitism in the far left and there's still problems and stuff and racists probably now feel more uh able to vocalize their their racial hatred than they have done in the past 35 40 years but i think generally we're wavering a little bit but we're heading in the right direction you've got to think that otherwise what's the point in carrying on what's the point in carrying on oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand good evening george Good evening. Good evening. Oh. I was listening to Paul Ross yeah. identifying Ronnie Carroll. Ronnie Carroll, yes. Not the not Ronnie Hilton, the singer of Ronnie Old Hilton. Amsterdam, yes. They used to get mixed up. Did they? Ronnie Hilton and Ronnie Carroll. But Paul really? never told you that Ronnie and I guested on a TV programme he had oh. back in 1997. Yes. During the general election that year. And I was interested hearing you talking about Mars, because I've been saying for a long time that Mars is what in the Bible is described as Egypt. And uh, is that not Egypt? Sorry, is is that not Egypt that's described as Egypt? No. Okay. No, I, I, I was told back in 1976 when I was in communication with something otherworldly and I I was told that Mars was Egypt and this planet was Israel essentially so some sort of exodus occurred from there to here so it's it's nice to hear the, the news that you've been talking oh, about. Oh, this is what I, well, I genuinely believe, and partly because I, when I was a kid, I read, um, Eric von Daniken's Chariot of the Gods, and I, and it's a long time since I've read it, and I've got it, but now it's packed up for the move. But the, the basic theory from that is that we, we come from Mars, that we lived on Mars, and, and at some point in our history, we, we had to leave Mars, whether it was because of a war or a natural disaster, and we came to Earth. And whenever I say it, Catherine looks at me as if she's waiting for the, like, the wink. Or the punchline, or the we go, we turn the mics off and go. I'm only joking, but I'm not joking. I genuinely look, look to the camera. I genuinely believe this. I genuinely believe what we evolved. Get stuffed. So how did we happen on Mars then? Oh, we might have evolved from like Mars yeah. monkeys. So it's possible then. Well, I don't know. I don't know. We we been, but we've been there for like millions of years mm-hmm. on Mars. I think, I think we're devolving, not evolving. I think probably we'll turn back into monkeys. Oh, I'd at love some that. Stage. I would love that. <laughs> I would love that. That would be great. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Let's just yep. think about that for a second. <laughs> Flinging our poo around, masturbating in the, in front of strangers. 
But it all comes down to understanding the Bible and and the the mystery of the Bible. And and, uh, I I think the truth will be revealed soon and and we'll all understand what none of us understand at the moment. I was thinking a lot about religion today. Um, Well, I say a lot, about ten minutes, right? And I've come to the conclusion that all religion is bollocks. All of it. Muslim, uh, Islam, Christianity, Jewish, Sikh, all of it rubbish. Absolute rubbish. Nonsense. Made up nonsense. Does the, it, 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 it's there to confuse us. And once we see past religion, we'll, we'll start being able to see in the distant horizon the truth. I agree with you. I can't, I can't argue with that. It's all there to confuse us and keep us ignorant, but the time is coming when we'll all wake up and remember lots of things that uh, we've forgotten. Yeah, yeah. I, I guess. I don't know if it will happen during my lifetime, though. That's the thing. I think we may be some some way off no, from I, this spiritual I, evolution. No, I think we're very close, Ian. And uh, this is where you and I disagree. Well, okay, but. Uh, I can only be proved right, I think. <laughs> well, well, or, or you, well, well, you'll either be proved right, or you'll be dead, and I'll be, I'll have to, I mean, where's my, where's my payback when I'm proved right and you're dead? I don't know. We need a new religion. We need a true religion. No, we don't need any religion. We don't need any religion. Religion is where it all goes wrong. We just need to be groovy to each other, man. No, there is something out there that we need to reconnect with, and and that something out there is controlling all of us. We're we're, we're all being remotely controlled. Everyone is being made to think what they think and and act the way they act. I'm aware of that. I I know it sounds... It sounds far out, but Catherine's I, I, eyes are glazing over. Catherine, let me let me invite you back into this conversation. Something else is controlling what I'm thinking, but I'm, I think you can guess what I'm thinking. Um, no, you, we we all have a let's higher. Let's guess what Catherine's thinking. Hang on a second. She's pulling like a sex face. Is that a sex face you're pulling? No. You're thinking of sex at a time like well, this. I am now. When I me, said that. When but... me and George are talking about spirituality and religion, you're thinking about sex. Listen to you, um, Ken Russell and the nuns, you dirty mare. We're spirit beings trapped in these human oh, no. forms, and we have soulmates on the other side who, well, who no. d- d- direct the course of I our, don't, I don't our lives. That sounds like. I haven't, I'm pretty sure of it. <laughs> yeah, well, I, I think you might be um, like an android. Mm. from uh from the from you're just like you're just not but also i think what george is saying is nonsense there as well so together um but we're, we're getting nowhere george thank you very much for that oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand this is talk radio uncut after hours conversation for the up all night generation the late night alternative with ian lee on talk radio we'll get you talking so the fashion in new york for women right it's not jeans. It's I think they're called yoga pants. Oh yeah, I've got yoga pants. Everyone, everyone is so there's these tight sort of lycra things with air holes around the knees oh, down the side. But it's that kind of thing, mm-hmm. yeah. All Leisure the women, wear, active wear. That's what you describe. All the women are wearing yoga pants. Every, every single. They're one not of yoga them. pants. Yoga pants are baggier. Oh, you're talking about active wear. Okay, and that's been going on a lot. 
Right. In the playgrounds yeah. around where I live for yeah. some time. And for a long time, I've been eyeing okay. the wearers with suspicion. Active They're not all wear. going to the gym. What I reckon, they've... they've Active wear, yeah. They've yeah. usurped um, the pyjamas. Yeah. Clothes of choice. Active wear images. That's, uh, yeah, yeah, yep, yep, yep. Oh, yes. Yeah, they're not all going to the gym. That's okay. I'm going to look at a few more of these pictures just to make yeah, sure okay. I've got. Yeah, okay. I think I think I think it's active wear. I need to look at a few more. I saw them mainly from behind, so I'm going to type in active wear ass. There we go. There oh we go. Oh my god. There this we is, go. Uh... There we go. Yeah, it was active wear that they were wearing in New York. Um, so I'm going to get a load of active wear pants. And bring them over here, along with my brown cola, chocolate, what? my chocolate cola, and I'm going to sell what? them. And what chocolate cola? Who is this? Is this? A, is this? What is this call? Is this like a prank call? It's a prank call, is it? I've got a dump button. I can handle this. Hello, prank caller. Hello, caller, pretending to call from America. <laughs> okay, it's Neil Diamond. What's happening on the screen behind you? This has all got very weird. This the, that screen keeps changing. I know. What is going on? Something very so. Someone's playing a spooky song. The screen behind is flickering. This is actually terrifying. Kyle's um, tweeted, Coffee coloured is nice idea, but try being in the middle as mixed race and both sides don't like it. Well, again, that's an overgeneralisation, but the whole thing is, the whole conversation has been generalisation. I like um, uh, mixed race, so that's not everybody. Um, but also, I'm talking about, like, I'm talking about hundreds of years in the future, Kyle, when... Um, Everybody is, is coffee coloured. That's what I'm talking about. What is going on with that TV? I don't know, but I don't like it. And that freaky version of um, um, Hello Again. Oh, and also I can't listen to that song, Hello Again. That was the song we played at um, yes. uh, my dad's funeral. Yes. Oh, Dad! Dad, what are you doing to me? Was that, was that a call from my dad from beyond the grave when we're talking about spirits and religion? Because that was a made-up number on the screen. That was one of those made-up American numbers that we sometimes get. The phone system here, generally what happens, uh, unless it's a withheld number, your phone number comes up. If you've called up before on that number, your name will come up. That's how we sometimes go, you know, we can tell it's Alan and Caddick or whatever. But sometimes um, it will say America, North America, but it will just be like a, a series of zeros. And that's what that was. Mm. What, what have you got? I'm getting a bit freaked out here. This is a little bit spooky. Go on. No, I'm just looking at what they're doing on YouTube at the moment. What they're doing on YouTube? They're being dicks. Um, you're going to have to tell me because I can't see it. Can you not see the uh, spectral owl? Oh, they're idiots. They're all idiots. Um, they're all idiots. Um, so there's a new phenomenon of... Um, 
So you know, you know what an influencer is. Yes. Yeah. So tell me what an influencer is. It's someone who is uh, who has a presence online that apparently make, and they have a certain number of followers on Twitter or on YouTube. Yeah. It means that they are considered influential. Okay. They, they're considered good people to sell products via. I'm showing you a picture of a young influencer called Shudu, and right? she's right. wearing Shudu. Photo of Shudu wearing a lipstick from singer Rihanna's Fenty Beauty line, okay? And Shudu is a very attractive um, young lady. How old would you say she looks about there? 19. 19, um, black, very striking features. um, You know, stunning. Well, Shudu is one of a new... um, I don't know what you call them, a new type of influencer Mm -hmm. in that... She's not a real person. Oh. That's a CGI woman. Oh. That CGI has made this. And I don't know how many followers she's got. She's got like loads of tens of thousands of followers. And she models. She doesn't exist. It's like a computer illustration. And um, it's Google Shudu. And she models clothes. And um, she models, um, does makeup. Hundred here we go. Shudugram, right? hundred and twenty five thousand followers. And look at this picture of the, this this young lady modelling clothes, um and all these wonderful things, right? Hundred and twenty five thousand followers. Shudugram. And she doesn't exist. I saw a thing about this in New York, right? Uh, about these. There's another one. Let me find um the other one. The other one. There are loads. Um, this woman is called Lil Michaela. Little Michaela. Little Michaela. Is that how you'd say that? Uh-huh. Little Michaela. She looks a bit more computery, I think. Yes. Um, but she's got, um, let's see how many followers she's got on her Instagram. Flipping heck. 1.2 million followers. She's got an email address. And, um... She's not real. It's the obvious advance, isn't it? Because... When YouTube started, well, when when YouTube started to be used to sell products, you would get people doing, um, for example, I know uh, makeup tutorials, yeah, and, yeah. and there were people doing those. And I used to think, gosh, these are great these people, kids sitting in their bedrooms t- talking about makeup and what they've bought and showing you their mm. shopping bags, and and, and they were kind of um, charismatic and fun and yeah. approachable and kind of girl girl next doory. And then to the point where it, this was years ago, I thought. I'm going to write to them and have a chat with them about it, yeah. about well, how they got started and yeah. stuff. And then when you clicked on the link as to how to contact them, it was an ad- advertising agency. It was publicity. Yeah, there was yeah. a, they had an agency. Yeah. So it wasn't as homegrown as you thought, right? So this is the natural next step, is that you cut those people out and because you don't have them have, getting well, caught up in scandals or life and you've got these people who are never going to grow old. Yeah. And you're absolutely perfect. To put it into a context that I would understand, and old heads like me would understand, the monkeys were a manufactured pop group, and the reason that they only lasted a couple of years is because they were human beings, and they wanted to make their own music and play their own guitars. Yeah. So the guy that was behind the music went, right, hmm, how can, I know, I'm going to get a cartoon. And he made the Archies, which sold more than the monkeys. These people the are never going to get rich, have nope. their own ambitions, decide they want to break away from the old image. But I, so I saw this on an, an American news thing. And they were doing it as a, and here's uh, here's a funny story. You may not have heard of Lil Michaela, but she's one of the biggest stars. And they do it as a funny thing. But I was thinking, actually, I don't think it is funny. So here's a picture of Lil Michaela, right? 
And it's, it's her holding her phone, taking a selfie. That's one of the more convincing pictures of mm-hmm. her. You could think that that was real, right? So here's my problem with it. Look how skinny she I know. is. Look how skinny and how perfect she is. In a way that, that even airbrushing and all of the tricks of, that, that can be used on, on real-life models, she is perfect beyond that. But so skinny, right? Showing a little bit of ass there, you know, because it's good. But so skinny, so beautifully perfect. Also, look at the proportions of her body. Yeah. That would not, it's not in real. real life, it couldn't happen. It's not real. She's got a very, very long, slim body. Yeah. That would look weird in real life on yeah. a real person. Um, I mean, that's quite a convincing picture as, as well of her sort of sat by some food. And people are leaving comments and stuff. Uh, uh, um, robots can't be hung over. I'm very confused. Anyway. Uh, and there's her, some of them are looking coy and sexy. And I mean, look at that. Look at that. Is she with Niall Rogers in that picture before this? Yeah, that's her with Niall Rogers. <laughs> You're right. Well spotted. What's that? It's it's incredible, right? Uh, so it, the, the, so the American News was teaching it as a funny, the funny. Div- I think it's really dangerous. I think it's really dangerous because we talk about presenting young people, young women predominantly, but also young men, young people with. Um, Actually, not even young people, because as a 45-year-old man, I can look at other people's bodies and feel inferior. Mm -hmm. So we talk about, um, you know, trying to get people to feel confident in their bodies and, um, uh, and, you know, how their minds can be warped by the perfect image that we get of pop stars and movie stars and athletes and sports stars. Because And a lot of that is down to Photoshopping. But when you're creating people, and, and I don't know who made little Michaela. But I do know who made Shudu, who is a very dark, very beautiful black woman. It's a white guy. It's a white guy. And and I saw that the, this white guy was the creator. And I just felt really uncomfortable by it. Because if... Oh, I, I'm gonna, I don't know how to phrase this. So I'm just going to say it. And it's going to sound a little bit messy. Surely if anyone should be creating a beautiful black cgi representation of womanhood it should be a black woman doing it what we it felt to me a little bit i don't want to say racist but here's a white guy saying what a, what a sexy black woman should look like that's not as, as a white guy that's not my prerogative it feels to say that. it feels manipulative it's like the puppet master isn't it um here we go. There's an article in the New Yorker, which I've not read, but the headline is Shudu Graham is a white man's digital projection of real life black yeah. womanhood. And it just it was it was this very enthusiastic young white guy talking about Shudu as though it were, you know, it was his creation. And it just made me feel a bit uncomfortable. It was a white guy telling us, you know, presenting a, a, a perfect image of a black woman. I don't know. I don't know. Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand. Only a few more minutes left. Roger will come to you in a second. This is the late night alternative on Talk Radio. The late night alternative with Ian Lee. Unfiltered night talk with the original king of unconventional conversation on Talk Radio. We have ways of making you talk. Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand is the telephone number if you want to give us a call. Roger bottled it, and that's absolutely fine, man. That's absolutely fine. Well, it's been, um, uh, uh, what have we covered um, tonight? We've uh, um, CGI influencers, um, uh, mice living in Amsterdam, more bad interviews. By the way, if you've got any more examples of um, 
you know, interviews that have gone terribly and um, they've either printed it verbatim or there's audio of it. Apart from that Hardeep Singh Kohli thing, because uh, he, he annoys the hell out of me, that guy. I just, I just, I just can't stomach him. Um, if there's any audio, let us know. Send me the link on YouTube and um, uh, I'll get Catherine to click on it. Be the, the, <laughs> Thanks very much. Will be the thing. Because um, I like those. They're good, those interviews. Yeah. They're good. That's what we want more of. I like it. I like it when the uh, journalist takes back, back a little bit of power. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you yeah, know what yeah. I wish would happen? And, and um, it's a shame that it hasn't. And there, was some, there were some rumblings of it earlier on. Yes. But... Um, you know, in Trump and his administration and what's her name, Sarah, what's her name? Sarah Sanders. Yes. Refuses to answer questions. Yeah. I really wish that every single journalist in turn in that those press conferences would take the mantle and ask and the, ask same, the question. same question yeah. until it got answered. And there was some talk of doing that at one point, but of course competition kicks in and they don't, you know. That Trump journo battle... Put aside the horrific things that have happened. Uh, is it a newspaper mm-hmm. in in America today? Let's put put that aside. I don't use this one because I said the word battle, and I realised that people have actually been killed, been murdered today. It, it stuff. So yeah, pushing putting that to one side, and the word battle is perhaps slightly inappropriate. But the, but the, the 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 standoff. There we go. The standoff between Trump and the press never really happened, did it? It was going to be. You know, the first few months, oh, this is fake news, this is fake news. Oh, and... some sectors still are, though. Really? Yeah, yeah, Okay, yeah. maybe still you just don't hear it. about it as much. He's still going for it. Um, and you know, uh, the guy who does the late night, what's his name? The one that ruffled his hair. As in the Jimmy la- Fallon. Jimmy Fallon in the last few days has said he regrets doing that. And... Yeah, they well, because Trump tweeted about him and then, because uh, uh, I watched a bit of it online and then was giving an address and he kind of slagged off Jimmy Fallon. But yeah. I do think Jimmy Fallon... And then it it was, watch Jimmy Fallon's hilarious put down on the president. I watched it and thought, nah, that wasn't... You, 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 you're still holding back. If that's yeah. all you got, you ain't got a he, lot. He gave a big donation, didn't he, in Trump's name to an immigrant charity. Yeah, well, you know, that's... But still, of... you know. But, um, it, um, yeah, I just... Rachel thought... Maddow still goes in there. You know, some of them still are going in. But um, we don't hear about it. maybe the novelty is worn off, so we don't hear about mm-hmm. it um, as as much as perhaps we did. But it was all. Um, but so, but do we do we do do we know anything more about what's happened in this newspaper in America? I think I think the latest uh, that I caught at the top of the hour when I was trying to hide to scare you. <laughs> I think five people have died. There are suggestions that it might be right. an ex um, employee. This is um, in Maryland. Gunman opened yeah, go fire on. at the local newspaper office in Maryland, killing five people and wounding three. Uh, staff at the Capitol Gazette building in Annapolis said he shot through a glass door into the newsroom. Man alive. There's nothing more terrifying than hearing multiple people get shot while you're under your desk and then hear the gunman reload, tweeted reporter Phil Davis. Police said a suspect was in custody and being questioned. He's reportedly refusing to cooperate with officers. And a police source oh, told CBS alive, News that he damaged his fingertips to avoid being identified. Bloody wow. hell. Suspect, white male in his 20s, surrendered to officers without a struggle. Where are you getting that from? BBC News. Okay. He right. was found to be carrying fake grenades and smoke bombs in his backpack. Police said that they, they said he used a long gun but didn't give further details. Oh, I, I blocked someone today. Sorry, BBC. Uh, you mentioned the BBC because um, he, I can't remember. He was like a fan of mine. But um, someone said, was, was tweeting about this owl thing and, and he said, well, I don't believe a word he says because 
talking about me. His dad left the military to go and work for the BBC. His wife is, um, you know, she works for the BBC. His wife is under the pay oh, wow. of the, um, you know, the, the, the biggest fake news outlet. And he's also... So basically, saying that my wife and my dead dad, my dad, because he worked in the military, he was a horse guard, and then went to the BBC. He was a props guy. But he didn't leave to go to the BBC. He wasn't recruited for the BBC. He got sacked from the BBC for nicking stuff. But bringing my wife and my my dead dad into some kind of global conspiracy. Jesus. I thought, that guy is nuts. Somewhat. I think it was Badil said um, on Twitter, and it, it stuck with me, that conspiracy theories are a way for stupid people to feel clever. I think they are. God, if you met my dad, flipping it, he's not part of the Zionist conspiracy. You would say that. Yeah, I know, exactly, and that's that's the comeback. Hello, fake American number. What have Hello, you got for us this time? Happy Halloween. It's time for the Ouija board. Okay, thank you very much indeed. Uh, good evening, Matt. Hello, how are you? Um, a bit freaked out tonight. It's been a bit freaky tonight, actually. A little bit spooky. Yeah, been a bit, haven't it? Yeah, I wasn't going to call in because I get the impression that no one really wants to hear what I think. But um, just uh, hearing about you saying that Trump hasn't really been laying into the press recently, he, he really, he has. He, he never stops. Well, I and just meant both ways. Time. What I meant, let me clarify the thought, and then yeah, please make yours. But I kind of, the first three, four, five months, it really looked like that Trump was going to go swinging at the press, and the press, apart from Fox, were going to go swinging at him, and we're going to out him and all of this stuff about Russian videotape and all of this stuff. And it, for me, and maybe it's just because I don't follow those people on Twitter or, or the worldwide excitement has died down. It just feels like that, that, that kind of tussle between the two sides never really went as far as I was, ex- as I was hoping it, it would go. But go on, it what were you going to say? As far as it should have done, because, I mean, the, the, the press in America has actually been very restrained. You know, they've reported stuff that he's said and they've reported when he's lied and when he's yeah. says stuff that's not true. He doesn't always lie because he's mendacious. I think he lies sometimes because he's just too stupid mm-hmm. to realise what he's saying isn't isn't right. But they haven't gone for him like they should have done. And if they had, maybe some of the stuff that's happening now wouldn't have happened. Maybe well, what more would worse. you? What more would you have liked them? We're talking about Trump on on this show. Flipping it. Well, there you go. Why not? No, I'm sorry. I'm no, sorry. no, no. But it's actually it's quite interesting, and we brought it up. What What would you have liked the press? And we're doing it in in. in I'm not. We've. I've not heard this conversation. So I'm, this is what it's about. What would you like the press to do that they haven't done? Already, I'd like when when they when, when he tells a lie, I'd like them to say. The president lied because they say the president misstated, the president misspoke, the president no, made I, a mistake. I saw one. I saw one about two weeks ago where they said he lied. Sometimes they do, and, and, and they're getting. I think gradually they're getting slightly braver. Gradually, people like Rachel Maddow on MSNBC yeah. and some of the CNN guys are getting a little bit braver about it. But then tonight, you know, he he went to a, he was at a rally. I think last night. I can't remember where. Where he again pointed to the back of the crowd at the press gathering at the back and said. Those are the enemy of the people, yeah. and points points at the media yeah. and says they're liars, they're fake news, they're the enemy of the people. And then tonight, a guy has gone in. I mean, you know, we don't know what his well, answers were, but uh, he was a white American. He wasn't yeah. an immigrant. Okay, he's gone into this office, and after Charlie Hebdo. Trump tweeted, "If only they just kept quiet, they would have gone out of business because no one listens." To well, them. okay, but yeah. I, I, but I, but I, you know, and I've seen people um, tweeting that the um, the the paedophile supporter Milo Yiannopoulos um, 
was saying two days ago that the press should all be shot down or something, something like yeah, that. But, you know, in the same way that if it were a brown skinned guy, you can't jump to the conclusion that it's a Muslim terrorist. You can't you can't also conclude that it's someone who's been inspired by a paedophile supporter Milo Yiannopoulos or Donald Trump. It, it, it no, could that's be, fair enough. It could be any, enough. he could have, he could have got sacked the day before. He could have had a, it, it could be any number of things. It could be because of what Trump and Milo said. It could be, but yeah. I, I think we need to kind of wait and hold back a little bit. From no, that. no, we really do. And it, I think it's, it's on, it's, it's kind of incumbent on the behalf of the non, um, extremists. And I can count myself in that number to not, jump to conclusions yeah. but sometimes you just can't help it but yeah you're absolutely right because i can see oh. this is the funny thing about twitter and i must admit i pointed one of the tweets out to to, to kath about milo but here's the thing about twitter some people on the left will be jumping with glee and quoting trump and cl- quoting milo then the people on the right are going oh look at all the far left people saying this blaming it on donald trump when we do uh, and we don't we d- we've got no idea and if it comes out that the guy has got a stack of trump speeches where he says go well, and shoot the press him. well then well then then we have a thing but you know obviously then it'll be a conspiracy that, that yeah, but, it won't be but, we, but we but we we have to we have to we have to wait and see don't we Can nbc we? nbc are already going in on trump now on on twitter saying um, they approached him they've got a video clip of it can you please talk to us about the dead reporters in annapolis do you have any words of condolence for the families mr president why are you walking away? President Trump does not comment when asked about the deadly Maryland newsroom shooting. Well, well, that sounds about like him. He can't need. He can't act. Um, you know, independently. He has to sort of go away and be told what he's going to say. Or and even then, he doesn't say what he's told he's going to say. But anyway, anyway, sorry for bringing the last few minutes of the show down. That's okay, Matt. I'm going to cut you off and we'll celebrate. I'm cutting you off now. <laughs> up, right, your, up your bleach bum. Oh, there we go. There we go. That's fine. Um, I, I mean, I don't know. Do you know? Come in, Paul. Oh, look, he loiters out there. Look, like a I little, like it. Like a little orphan boy. He hovers. Wearing that shirt of his that I like. It's the only one you do like, isn't yeah, it? It is the other like, finger at all. It's very like one you have, that's why. Is it? Mm-hmm. Well, I'm, I'm big in the checks. I've stopped buying check shirts now because all of my shirts are check shirts. And also, man. the more telly you do, they all strobe, don't yeah, they? Yeah, they do. You can't, you yeah. can't. You it's can't, a nightmare. Yeah. First world problems. Yeah, it really, really, really is. I've got a problem there. tonight that's been twisting my melon for some time, <laughs> and we've got a definitive space expert on about it, okay? Yeah, As we all know, the primeval atom, the Big Bang, happened 13.7 billion years ago. Yes. As far as we can make out. It, yes. Nothing exceeds the speed of light. Yeah. Which means if you take 13.7 billion and double it, yes. the universe should be something in the region of 27.4 billion light years wide that's what you'd think the universe is 156 billion light years wide sweet lord can we exceed the speed of light that'll hurt everybody's head but we're going to grapple with well, that tonight. it's just a kind of wild and weird open university between the one argue, and five the, the theory is i don't know if this theory still holds true if you go faster than the speed of light then you travel backwards in time you travel through time if you're going faster but than the only light, way our computations work is that nothing can exceed the speed of light. it's the only constant right. in the universe right so why isn't the universe as i said 27.4 billion light years wide? why is it what, six, seven, eight times? Well, 156 billion light years wide. Let's ask Catherine. Catherine, can you answer that? The universe doesn't respect our laws. There we go. You see, she's... Uh, and yet you're meant to do every goddamn thing she says. <laughs> Is that right? She's the universal she's, creatrix. She's the... <laughs> <laughs> that time it was recognised. Put that in your passport. They don't do that. They don't put occupations in anymore, No, do they, they don't do that. I've got a new passport and they yeah, don't do that. It's a shame that, really, isn't it? It's outrageous. Master of space, time and destiny. When I, when I we'll got, work nude. When I got to America last uh, the, the other week and I, and I showed them the passport and he said, right, 
this, this is great, sir. Uh, one thing, can you sign it for me? He hadn't, hadn't signed the passport. <gasps> it was so fresh. And that's nice that they're helpful, because sometimes at U.S. immigration, they can be slightly challenging, can't oh, they? Oh, the, the guy, the cop, the guy behind the, the, the desk was lovely, and we had a laugh. But the people ordering you around were so rude. Yeah. So rude. I thought, how dare you? Sp-? Anyway, anything, you've got 15 seconds. Anything else you want? Uh, we're also talking about evolution from a different angle. I know you were mentioning it earlier on, and you're... Bizarre, we all evolved from owls on Mars theory. Stop mentioning owls. Anyway, we're talking to a man who says we have far more in common muscle-wise with monkeys than was previously thought. It may turn the whole theory of evolution on its head. There we go. So the size of the universe, and we didn't come from monkeys. This is, this is, tonight's show is going to blow your mind. (laughs) Thank you, Paul. We'll be on at one o'clock. Thank you very much, Catherine. Thank you, Sam. We will be back tonight, Friday night at ten o'clock with, get ready for it, we've got a guy that makes canes that you can use to whack Democrats with, and the trial of Alan Caddick.